Yeah, get your math boners out. And I hate your stupid little face. Fuck you, you're dead. Bed wetter. Yeah, I'm gonna go work on the farm and plant my seed with your mom. Math your way out of that shit. Her wet ass pussy is gonna drag me right to hell. Hey, shh, masturbating, go away. <laughs> hey, you fucking dabblers, welcome to people time. <laughs> oh, God. Here we, hello. Oh, we love you. I love you so much. Probably inappropriately much. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be okay. We Let's just try it out. Let's go on a, like a date. It'll be yeah. coffee or something. All of the dabblers or like one at a time? All of them at once. I want to date all of them. That'd be nice. My wife's not going to be happy. No, because they'll fill up your whole house. She knows I'm not going to like leave or anything. This is just... Well, it depends on how hot they are <laughs> as a group. Well. Huh. Look, I'm leaving my wife for all of you. Yeah. We're all going to live together in one uh -huh. house. We can have a live audience. Your house, by the way. Well, they can stay in the bunker. Oh, yeah. And uh, the people time bunker, and we can they can just be our live audience. Perfect. I'm ready for it, man. It's going to be a good relationship. Do a little dance. Mm. Make a little love. Mm. It's people time. Mm, 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 mm. Now. Get down, get down. Just got to get the mood, you know, mood music. Yeah, of course. Get down tonight. Wait, wait, wait. But what is your name? I'm Mookie Blaylock. Mookie Blaylock? Yeah. What's Mookie from? Um, I am a former NBA player who uh, the band Pearl Jam tried to name themselves after. Oh, that's right. Before they went to and, well, Pearl Jam. They, they got sued by by me, by Mookie, for using the name. You sued them? You should just let them have it. Why did they want to name it after you anyway? That's kind of strange. They thought it was a funny just sounding funny. name. Mookie. And he was a decent baller for the Hawks in the 80s, but maybe they were just into it. Yeah. That's pretty funny. But I sued them. And you're like, no. I sued them to shit, and now there's some, I don't even know what Pearl Jam means. Uh, I've heard the rumor. There's a lot of rumors. I don't know if it's true, but Pearl Jam is supposedly named after someone's grandma or Aunt Pearl mm. who made jam. I've heard that, and that it's possibly psychedelic jam. Oh. It has, like, something in it. Ayahuasca or something. Fuck, I know. Mookie Blaylock's a better name. Hmm. Yeah. They probably wouldn't have been as popular. <laughs> 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 your name was Mookie. Yeah. Yeah. What's your name? I am Monty Python. Monty Python. That's my name. Are you uh like are you related to snakes? Is that mm. like a family line thing? Oh no. No. Not just, snakes. It's just a name. I have a circus and uh I've heard a flying circus. Yeah, actually it does. I've seen, yeah. yeah. It's got wings. Pretty, pretty impressive stuff. Mm -hmm. A lot of historical commentary, satirized. Llama stuff. Is, is like pretty great stuff yeah so that's who i am yeah welcome to the monty and mookie podcast it sounds nice monty and mookie mm -mm. let's just make it permanent now yeah. that's who we are monty and mookie and we don't know anything about history but we want to hey come hey, come learn with us yeah so if this is your first time listening to a people time episode all we do is we we make up names every single episode except for ours right now this has always been our names forever it's who we are but you'll notice that changes each episode because you don't know what our real names are. Mm -mm. But you learn about history. We take some of the most influential people in history and we dive into their lives. People you probably have heard their names or maybe not. But either way, you get to learn. So that way when you're at parties, you can talk to people and you sound sophisticated. Like, actually. Oh, well, actually, Nikola Tesla invented more than just the dynamo that uh -huh. caused the blah, 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 blah. He invented Astroglide. Yeah. And people think you read now. Isn't that nice? And you don't have to read. <laughs> you don't. You just listen to this. You don't have to. We, we'll read. 
Yeah. You subscribe, and then we're all smart. Yeah. We try to remain as accurate as possible, of course. So uh, if you're doing a homework project, just take out all the swear words, and you'll probably get an A. Yeah. I mean, you could you could transcribe our episode, and you would definitely get an A as long as you take out the butt stuff jokes. Yeah, wiener jokes. Yeah. Eh. Huh. Well, anyways, I also wanted to give out a fun shout out to, we've talked about this podcast before, the Lhasa podcast Mm -hmm. with Peter. I love listening to him. I listen to him all the time. And he went on a small break due to the whole COVID scenario. He has other podcasts and he kept some of those going. But either way, he has started back up his newest episodes again on the Lhasa podcast. So go check him out. If you haven't already gone and listened, I would recommend it. It's fun. They're shorter episodes, like 15, 20 minutes usually. And he has a whole new podcast out there that you can go learn about. So go check out Peter. Go do it. Thanks, Pete. I love them. And that's Velosa like the dinosaur. Velosa like the dinosaur. Because when you first said it to me, when we uh, fucked with them earlier, I was like, like like philosophy. Philosophy. (laughs) But no, yeah. like Fall off podcast? That's not great. No. It's good. He he basically just gets questions that get sent into him or he reads questions off the internet. But... He breaks things down in a fun and weird way that he, I like. He's a snarky little bitch. I love him. It's great. Yeah. You know? Um, do you have a fun fact? Yeah, we do. Fun fact every episode. There's a uh, an ancient Greece city. Ancient Greek city. It's, it's technically old. in uh, Turkey now. Athens. Yeah, Athens. That's a thing. It's a word association. It's the only city I know in Greece. Yeah. Well, you're about to learn about another one. Hooray. Named Heropolis. <laughs> what? Hierapolis. It's so it's a city that's technically in Turkey now, but it was built around the premise that there's a hole to the underworld there. There's like a cave that they believe led to the underworld. Is this the one where they try to record shit down there? No, you can't go in there. Oh. So the the truth of it is there's some seismological activity over there that there's a natural spring that comes out of this. Seismic knowledge. It's shine shoes. Yeah. What's that? What's that word mean? So it's like seismic. Oh, just like the earth shakes. The the, uh, big fault line right there. Yeah, the plates are angry at each other the way the characters are in Greek dramas, and they bash into each other. Oh, and it releases a a hydrogen carbon dioxide into the water that comes out of this spring that's in this cave. So people would walk over and be like, "Ooh, a natural spring! Drink, 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 die!" Cool. And then animals would walk in there and be like, "Oh, drink, 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 die!" And so. They thought that this was the actual gateway to hell, and that the the if you smell the air there, you're actually smelling Cerberus's breath, the three-headed dog. Oh. So they thought yeah. Cerberus's breath was coming out of this cave, and if you go over there, you die because it's poisonous breath. Oh. So they built a whole city around it to... <laughs> Let's build a city around the mouth of hell. That seems like a good place to put this. I mean, they, they, they built a big uh, shrine to Hades. Um, or or Pluto, called the Plutonanon. The god of uh, the underworld? Yeah. Yeah. And put a big statue above this mouth to hell. And an even weirder thing is that the priests that would run that were... They're part of a weird cult over there called the Gali of men that are self-eunuchs. Uh, they cut their dicks off. <sighs> and then wear women's clothes. And that's like their, oh. their sect. But that sect ran this whole situation where they would take an ox and lead it into the cave and show the crowd, like, look, living ox, dead ox. Oh. And everybody would be like, oh, my God. The gods. He breathed the thing from hell. So is that, is that 
still there? That hole? Yeah. And you can't go in there, you'll die? You still can't go in there. Is it, no, scientists haven't gone in and been like, let's go exploring, like, let's go put on some I think masks and shit? Maybe somebody has, but I think if you go in there, it's just a cave with a spring. And it's like, this is not much here, it's just dangerous. Yeah. Don't like, go in here. I saw, part, I saw on a documentary, I was watching, a guy was trying to prove what was making the water create this air. Yeah. And yeah, he just tested it, and he's like, oh, it's just a whole buck fuck load of, of carbon dioxide. And he's Why, like, sir? as I stand here, I'm losing my breath. He's like, I'm kind of... <laughs> getting lightheaded so i'm gonna leave yeah why carbon dioxide just shooting out of the out of the earth there huh yeah weird and because carbon dioxide's heavier than regular air the priests could like lead an ox in and the ox is lower the ground so it dies and then the priest walks out like whoa look at that and they drag the dead body out and everybody's like our religion's real (laughs) (laughs) all right 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 it's bizarre uh you can look at pictures of it if you want. So, you know, they found a cool statue. And it's in Turkey now, though. Yeah, it's technically in Turkey. Yeah. It's near a city in Turkey called uh, Pamukkale. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Oh. It's in Turkey. I learned another city name that I didn't know before. Pamukkale. Pamukkale. Yeah. Um, the Greeks are weird. I like them. They're it's fun. Kind of, it's kind of like how they believed in the oracle because they just put, like, a virginal girl at the mouth of another noxious gas. And it's like, you get high now, and now tell us what you see. Yeah. She's and, like, dragons! And they're like, Whoa! oh, fuck, we gotta prepare for that. That's probably happening. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, who's the smartest man in the world? Socrates! And I was gonna say, in our episode of Socrates, that was super fun. I love that episode. So... I still think about, that, like, certain parts of that episode and laugh my ass off. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, he's not what you think he is. Yeah. If you, if you want to watch, listen to that episode, you can, you, you can check it out. You can. Dabbler. Yeah, I think we're like, I don't even know, we're definitely in our 80s. Yep, yeah. 80 episodes. Go go check out some other episodes if you want. We've been doing this a long ass time. Yeah. So go check out some other shit. Well, today... Yeah, what are we doing, what are we doing here? We are learning about Sir Isaac Newton! Get your nerd on, bitches! Yeah, get your math boners out. You know, our mathy, sciencey episodes tend to do better. Um, I particularly get more excited whenever, I mean, I, there's so many episodes I really enjoy. They're definitely not anything related to science or scientists. However, I've noticed that those are the ones I think get my, my brain boner going. Those are the ones we get more, we generally get more listens on ones like that. Yeah. It's fun. Don't know why. A lot of science nerds around here. Yeah, you nerds. You it's dabbling fun. nerds. You fucking nerds. Me too. Holy cow. Well, yeah. So that's who we're learning about today. And uh, if you want, go and get started. I don't know much. I mean, what do you think about anything of Isaac? Calculus and the apple. All right. This is going to be fun. Yeah, that's what I think about oh, too. Oh, and virgin yeah, we... and alchemy. <laughs> that's pretty good. Did yeah. I do the whole episode? Yeah, that's it. We're done. Let's get out of here. That was going to be like a couple hours, but I think we I just, nailed it. <laughs> I just shaved it the whole day off for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so go tell that to people at parties. <laughs> you know, Isaac Newton, virgin. Vir- alchemy. I read books. Do you yeah. want to have sex with me? Oh, yeah. I heard your dabbler, too. Yeah. Right when I heard that, I definitely wanted to jump your bones. That That is a normal reception we get. Yeah. Yeah. We get a lot of emails from people being like, I got laid at this party. Thanks so much. People time. Yeah. All I did was mention your guy's name, and I was like, oh, no, she ripped my pants off. She's yeah. on me. This is great. And we always respond like, I'm glad you got laid. Why are you in a party right now? It's a pandemic, you fuck. <laughs> Delete us from your account. It's a Zoom party. Oh, okay. But just my family's here. <laughs> <laughs> 
so it's kind of and I I got laid, but it's also got a dark side of. It's more that I was just jerking off during a family Zoom, <laughs> but I was thinking about you guys. I was thinking about your podcast. All right, so, I'll take I'll take that. Yeah, fine. It's great. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you you pretty much nailed it right on there for when it comes to Isaac Newton. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know the deets and what's accurate. It's just all right. I don't so. know. I've heard he invented calculus. That's what I know. Or some version of that. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into it. So, Isaac, yeah, he's born in the 1600s, so think forever ago. It's a good time. Good ways. 1600. About four 400 years or so. Yeah. And uh, he goes down in history as one of the most influential mathematicians, physicists, astronomers, and uh, philosopher. And he's considered to be the important key figure in the scientific revolution. Ooh. Have you heard of the scientific revolution? Nope. Me either until nope. I did this research. So it's Don't basically... It's, 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 I'll, I'll explain it to you. I learned about it. I'm ready. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I can handle it. So it's kind of a strange thing. So uh, it's called the scientific revolution. This is something that's kind of like dating a period of time frame where science was just exploding. And I mean, if you remember, we did Galileo just before, or oh, yeah. a little bit before back, right? And what is he? 1400s? No, so Galileo died, and the same year Isaac was born. Oh, wow. So they're like back to back. Just reincarnated. And he's part of this same thing. But so, yeah, the uh, the scientific revolution is a time frame of great advancement in our knowledge of science and math. And it's the lines between kind of in the Middle Ages, obviously, like where we're at in the 1600s, but it even goes back as far as Nicholas Copernicus. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you got Kepler, and you've got Galileo, and now Newton. So you have all this these people that just made these giant discoveries. People actually argue when, when the scientific revolution starts and ends, and it doesn't really matter because it's just supposed to be a, a rough time frame, but that's what you're thinking about. It's all, right. all these amazing mathematicians and scientists who basically shot us forward into higher intelligence on these subjects. Sweet. They bought, they got us uh, iPads? Yeah, basically. Sweet. That's what got us here. I, oh, man. I'm so happy. I mean, I know there's a whole history that's not really talked about about how you know, science and math were upheld by the uh, Muslim cultures during the Dark Ages, and then the Western picked that shit up. Yeah. And I think the scientific revolutions where it all just came together. Yeah, it's weird how it works because it seems like such a short amount of time when you think about it. Like a 200-year period where all of a sudden we just got super smart. We went from, like, Middle Ages, uh, I fart in your general direction. Yeah. To being like... Your mother was a hamster! You know, we could actually uh, launch shit out into space eventually with this kind of idea, and the math shows that it will work. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's cool, yeah. It's kind of, I think we're doing that right now, right? Yeah. Like, in in our world, we're having some kind of revolution that we don't know where it leads, with, like, the internet and AI and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. We just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I have heard sex robots. So, yeah. I mean, thanks, Newton, I guess. Thank you. God, and for, you know, pornography. Yeah, so a, uh, it, it is interesting. Um, we learned that Isaac is greatly contributed to further push human society into modern science. He is given credit for inventing calculus, although it's strange because this credit is also shared with another mathematician. Do you know who it is? Leibniz. Oh, you're right. Yep, Godfrey Wilhelm Leibniz. Wow. Um, I don't even know where that came from. Oh, yeah. The depths that's pretty good. My, I didn't know that. The screaming voices in my mind. When I when I did this research, I was like, who the fuck's that guy? I don't want to. I just remembered, and I'm not happy about how I know about it. Why? How, how do you know? It's from an episode of Big Bang Theory. Uh, see, you do learn stuff from that show. Yeah, you know? Yeah. You know? 
You, uh, learn, you learn some shit. We'll go more into this this whole credit sharing of who invented calculus because I tend to lean towards whoever I'm doing the subject on. Yeah. And I don't mean to, but this time I really try to figure it out and I'll, I'll give kind of all sides of it. Hey, man. You I know, still lean towards him. <laughs> could be could be a combination. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, and the big one I forgot. He also invented gravity, or I should say discovered it, but he invented the formulas to be that's, able to calculate the force not, of gravity. That's not really important. Yeah. It's kind of huge. It's not really. It's pretty big. We don't even know that gravity's real. I don't think you understand the gravity of this. Do I? <laughs> How not? important this is. <laughs> I might not. I don't not understand the gravitas here of the yeah. statement. Oh, well. Well, I'm not very smart. I guess the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. <laughs> you just call your dad dumb? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like this whole... Yeah. <laughs> All right. I do know uh, Fig Newtons are not named after... Isaac. That's just stupid. I know that. <laughs> That's what they should be named after. They should just, whoever invented it. Should be called Leibniz. <laughs> Leibniz bars. Put my bars in your mouth. Oh my god, that should be the competitor to Fig Newton. That's a good, yeah. yeah. Kroger brand, the Le- Leibniz bars. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, we should make products. We could do that. We will do your advertising for you. Don't yep. don't be dumb and make stupid commercials. We know yeah. what to do. People time the advertising agency. We're a bunch of mad men. <laughs> yeah but besides the all this groundbreaking and you know science isaac provided to the world other stuff as well stuff hmm. that's not really usable at all but he also worked in alchemy as you mentioned kind of like uh the last real genius that that we did or you did leonardo yeah just so smart came up with a bunch and twiddled with shit and a lot of it you're like i don't think that's anything buddy yeah well you're- We'll get into it, and I, I, I think this will be fun for a lot of reasons. I'm, I'm fucking ready. I'm ready for some fun. Yeah. Okay. So, quick right. time frame reference. Yes, Isaac was born the same year that Galileo died, as we were just saying a second ago. So, we're going to see these really recent discoveries, like Galileo, during his lifetime, was saying, no, 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 it's not... It, it, the Earth revolves around the sun. It, it orbits around the sun, not the other way around. Mm. And at that time frame, if you remember the episode, everyone was like, no, that can't be heresy blah 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 because the church was like we're not having it collectively shit their pants but by the time newton's like you know in his teenagers most people are actually it's kind of coming through now most people are like yeah it is it is that way that's the thing about facts they they tend to stick around yeah yeah and i don't think with galileo when he died i don't think really that many people were so it was a short period of time from the time he was like you know it's the earth going around the sun yeah like 30 40 years and then all of a sudden everyone's like yeah okay well, and it's it doesn't widely accepted. Doesn't invalidate your stupid religion anyway, guys. I know, right? Just fucking relax. Stupid Catholic. I feel like most of my research is just science doing something in the Catholic Church, being like, no, no, not unless I can touch children, which they do. You yeah. still can. Yeah, and we're still kind of upset about it, but it doesn't seem like anyone's doing anything. I mean, I'm pretty upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. About the denying science thing. <laughs> right. That's what we're talking about. All Nothing the we can do about it. Yeah. I don't know why this kind of made me think, but so around this time frame, Christopher Columbus died nearly 150 years before Newton. And I don't know why, but that blew my mind. Because I yeah. thought that I well, figured Newton would have been before. But the more I did the research, it made sense that he was after. But anyways, that blew my mind. So I thought I'd just share that. All those names back then. So many years. Yeah. I never really know who's who. Well, when, what? Columbus, we did him. He died in like 15... 15- yeah, because he was in the 40, late something. 1400s is when he went sailing around the world. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all right. Yeah. 
It's weird. Yeah. It's weird thinking about other people in relation to, you know, just time. I don't like doing people that old because then I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what people were doing with their free time. Well, let's learn about Isaac's parents real quick. So his father was also named Isaac Newton. Don't do that. Yeah. We don't like it. G- Isaac Jr. Yeah. Isn't that gross? Ugh. He invents calculus, possibly. He shouldn't be a junior. <laughs> right? Have your own fucking name. Yeah. Well, I mean, his father was his father was a farmer. Both his parents were uneducated, um, not very, you know, losers. <laughs> I'm glad Peasant he... class, little fucks. Yeah. <laughs> so his dad died before he was born. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. So like... your fucking life sucks. You suck. <laughs> yeah. Isaac has a pretty you know, interesting up upbringing. Yeah. About three months before Isaac is born, his dad dies. You know, it's the 1600s. So whatever gets you, right? You get the cholera. You get you get a bad case of diarrhea, and you just don't make it, unfortunately. They don't have bottled water. You can just chug. Yeah, you're like, I'm losing too much liquid. I'm getting dehydrated, and I'm dead. And oh, you just a pile of diarrhea around you, and wow, and everyone's just like, well, that's what God wanted. <laughs> yeah, this is it's kind of beautiful. I don't want to clean it up. Just leave him here and let's, let's move He's on. He's up with grandma. <laughs> or he found a natural spring was like ooh hot dog and then just died right there <laughs> i've been wanting water oh man we've had clean water in this area for a while this is perfect it's perfect i'm gonna i'm gonna get cupfuls and cupfuls and go feed my family uh, well this is in england so it would be a little bit far, far away from your story in turkey but there's gotta be spring somewhere around there that poison gas oh maybe i don't know we've got friends that you know do podcasts in england we should ask them yeah we should ask them how many poison springs do you have yeah that you're aware of and all of england you should know the answer to this i'm imagining right Idiot. you know this answer england is smaller than utah you should know everything <laughs> you should fucking know everybody all right uh knackers in the breeze get back to us on that let us know thank you and is it cerberus's breath we still i feel like the jury's out on that i'm leaning towards hard yes okay yeah i'll take it all right makes the most sense so yeah so his his dad's dead before he, he doesn't ever get to meet his dad oh daddy um, his mother. That that that's that's how it's sad. Yeah, his mother takes over the farm, and it's actually they're they're okay. They're not high nobility of any kind. They're not hmm. you know rich, but they're actually okay with this farm. This farm is enough to provide for the family. And uh, his mother's name is Hannah Newton, and she raises Isaac by herself, sorta, because by the time that Isaac is about three years old, she finds a new hot man, <gasps> new daddy. And she not only marries him, but she leaves Isaac with his grandmother. Like, just like, I like don't... his husband's mom. So, my dead husband, go hang out with your grandma. I'm going to go make a whole other family. See I'm ya. actually going to go out for smokes. <laughs> yeah. And I hate your stupid little face. You remind me too much of your, your weak father who died. Yeah. You weak bitch. Yeah. Well, and he was a preemie, so most people didn't even think he was going to make it very far. Like... The doctor was like, he's not going to get past week one. I'm going to turn the uh, the lead of this shitty situation into gold and just leave. Oh. That's what I'm going to do. Oh. I'm going to do that. See what you did. And young Isaac is like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Mommy. Mom. Where's dad? <laughs> what le- What is lead? Where are you going? <laughs> so yeah, so I'm she, out. She just leaves him and goes and has three more kids with this other dude. You know, sometimes you just need a new family. You need a clean break. <laughs> Leave your fucking shitty kids. Yeah. So, uh, Isaac, luckily, I mean... I think we've had a few topics to do that. <laughs> Just leave their fucking shitty kids. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of strange. What's her name that invented radar? She did that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have kids, but I would abandon them, probably. 
I mean, either hit them or abandon them. Do one or the other. That's why I don't have them, because I don't, I don't think it would go well. <laughs> Child Protective Services would be, <laughs> would be coming around a lot. No, the first time they knocked, I'd be like, oh, great, take him. Take this, take him. <laughs> I, I treat him terribly. Get, get him out of my this way. This is not good for either of us. <laughs> he's only He's been on a diet of Twinkies for eight years. <laughs> and I don't feel good. It's not good. I want to switch back to the, my life when it was just dogs. And my diet was beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm nice to other people's kids because they're like little humans. It's not their fault that I hate them. <laughs> but if I had one, I'd be like, I don't know if I'm into you. <laughs> You're really annoying to actually be honest. Holy cow. I thought this was going to be a lot cooler, and it I thought you'd sucks. be more like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> we'd cuddle, and you'd run around, and we'd, I'd put you in the yard. <laughs> like, hey, stop digging holes. All right, here's your bone. All you do is cry, though, and so it's annoying. Good God. They don't learn, they don't learn how to talk for fucking ever. <laughs> they keep peeing their, peeing their pants. God. Dogs are so much better. Bed wetter. <laughs> fucking grow up you fucking baby my dog doesn't do that he goes outside he knows well anyways so uh yeah isaac his mom remarries she actually ends up having three more kids with this other dude so isaac's just hanging out with his grandmother and isaac hates his stepdad because he took his mom sure away, of course right stepdad i kind of use loosely well wow. and he hates his mom even for being like you fell in love with this idiot and left me behind he hates him so bad that later on when he's a teenager He's, like, repenting for his sins or whatever. Hmm. And he goes into the church, and he tells the priest that, you know, I, I have ill thoughts. I wish to light my parents' house on fire while they're inside so that they die. Uh, who hasn't had that thought, you know? So that's what he wishes on his parents. He, you know, he's, he's sorry. He's obviously repenting. I'm sorry I feel homicidal to my mother. Yeah, so he didn't really like his parents. Or he's his definitely going to have mommy issues. Yeah serious and i imagine his stepdad is like leather jacket guy <laughs> right yeah and calls him stuff like hey champ sport even though he only sees him like once every three months he's like hey bud hey oh man you're you're a good kid but we gotta get going tussle his hair uh me and your moms are uh we're driving up to sturgis and so. it's weird though because he takes off his jacket and he's wearing this like giant turtleneck sweater when he's around the other kids like hey guys oh i love you all Daddy's so much here. Hey, Isaac, give me a beer. Did he just take off his jacket and turn into another person when fuck? he's around his own kids? Who am I to you? <laughs> Puts his jacket on. Oh, you know. Oh, you know, champ. All right. Well. All right, chief. You get you uh, you get back in the house with your grandma. We're going to take off. <sighs> Hit the old dusty road. Without you. Yes, yes, without you. <laughs> Go back inside and get into your nerd books, you little twerb. <laughs> Twerp. <laughs> Whatever, I don't know what you guys call yourselves. Smart words. <laughs> See a twerp. Fucking weird little kid. Get inside. So Isaac, luckily when he's a teenager, he's actually able to get a pretty decent education. More so than I think what his parents were educated. He goes to a school called King's School, Ooh. which is in Grantham, England. And here at the school, Isaac learns Latin, Greek, and of course, most importantly, he learns a great deal about math. Oh, it's going to come up later. Just Love of his life. Apple Lutely. <laughs> <laughs> he would have sex with numbers. <laughs> I kind of think he did. If it, oh. I'm going to get into that later. I mean, that, yeah, you, you write all your favorite numbers on a piece of paper and then just <laughs> jerk off on that's it. About, that's about right. Where Okay, maybe we won't get into it later. Yeah, that's what I think. All right. I think, Alex, I, I think, uh, I think Isaac got off on, um, on math. I think that's what... 
When oh, look, oh, when I'm you gonna, invent I'm, calculus and you're a virgin, you're a big fan. Like, yeah, I think you have to be a virgin in order to do something like create calculus. Oh, baby, eight. And then oh, you get new kinks, and you're like curvy eight. I'm gonna divide you. Oh my god. Let me long division your ass. Oh, I'm gonna times it by this, and then divide it by that. Oh, I'm I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Oh, to the nth power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think. Uh, it's not that weird. Huh. I, I get it. Anyways. You know, some numbers are sexy shapes. <laughs> Eights. Eight's a great number. Okay, kind of like boobs. Yeah. Depending on what. Yeah. If you flip it sideways. It's great. Yeah. Nine's good. I like a good three. <laughs> Nine's kind of like, that's definitely a wiener coming out of somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's good. It looks nice. Kind of got a nice curve to it. Oh, that's a sexy curve. <laughs> so uh, after about four years of education, uh, going to school and trying to learn as much as possible, his mother, well, her her new husband, newish husband, mm. he, he dies. So 1600s, right? Everyone, everyone. Seems like I'm surprised she's still there. Seems like her luck. So because her both of her husbands have died, she wants Isaac to come back and and work on the farm, uh, make money. We gotta we gotta keep surviving what a, here. What a bitch. Yeah, sorry I left you for a whole while with your grandma, but we really need you back at the farm. So I only left you because my new husband didn't like you, and now he's dead, so I need you to come work for me again. Yeah. Like, but mom, I'm busy with Latin, you bitch. <laughs> She's like, lands for losers. You peasant class bitch. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, he does not want to. He has zero interest in Fuck being no. a farmer for the rest of his life, because that's what that would end up being. No, he sounds like a bright kid. He doesn't need to do that shit. Yeah, so she tries to drag him home. However, luckily, the, like, headmaster of the school talks her out of it. He's like, I think an education would be best for him. And he could become a minister of the church and be like, God, you know, he could help out with God That'd stuff. great. So that's pretty important. Either way, he convinces her and she's like, fine, I guess you just do your hoity-toity fucking intellectual free thinking <laughs> bullshit i love thinking like the most you know trailer trash white trash lady like smoking a cigarette in his office yeah. like there's a bunch of hoity-toity <laughs> bullshit you people with your stupid pants you fucking numbers think, and think letters. you're better than me <laughs> come on Isaac, let's get out of here and the guy's probably no ma'am of course not we're just wanting to get what's best for why are you using those big words are you trying to insult me Ooh, God of numbers, and tell you don't even know my life. So yeah, he, Isaac would. Uh, yeah, he thought farming would suck, and I would agree with him. So Fucking he a. got to stay. He continued his education. It's weird though. So Isaac didn't really have the best grades, but there's a fun story. So his grades were meh. They're, he's pretty. He's doing pretty poor. Sure. And the guy convinces him like Bored. you should stay, stay in school, apply yourself, and stay in school, be cool. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, when he comes back to school, he's got a bully, like this, you know, it's just like a schoolyard bully that bugs him. Everybody's got that. And he has no way of really dealing with it, so his plan of coming up with it is that, well, fuck, I'm going to just outdo him in, in studies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like, I'm smarter than you, bitch. That is the nerdiest response to bullying of it. Right? We're going to find out Isaac is a giant worse. And I love him. All right. Yeah, if he'd be in a Star Trek these days, oh, yeah, we could be friends. Good. He actually starts applying himself and taking it seriously, and he gets amazing grades. He gets shoots to the top of the class. Thank you. Yeah, so he's getting all that stuff. And I guess it did make the bully feel stupid, so I guess it kind of worked. I'm not as smart as I thought I think I was. Oh, I was picking on the kid that's showing me up in math. 
Oh, I'm going to have to join a trade school. I'm going to have to go be a farmer. I'm going to marry your mom, I bet. <laughs> I'm going to go work on your farm. And your now mom's that's the best farm, if revenge. You know like, oh, you're smarter than me? Smarter than me? I'm going to go have sex with your mom. Yeah, you can call me daddy now. I'm actually going to marry her. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go work on the farm and plant my seed with your mom. Math your way out of that shit. Calc your head, calculate your head around that. Isaac. No. So in 1961, when Isaac's roughly around 18 years old, he's able to attend a college, uh, Trinity College, which is in Cambridge. Oh, sweet. So it's like very religious-y. I feel like we did somebody who went to that college recently. I don't remember who. I feel like we've had at least one person go to Cambridge. Uh, at least one, Trinity College, for sure. Yeah. So he was able to pay his way through college by essentially taking a job as a valet or essentially a servant. So he oh. would go work for... No, whether it be waiting tables or just being like the guy that's like, welcome to this this fancier person's house that I don't live at, and I will grab you tea, and <laughs> you need a towel? Welcome to the premise of the, the Duchess of Butt Stuff. Please, yeah. this way, to the tea room, thank you. Drop your keys in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> the Duchess will be home shortly with with the Duke of Handjobs. <laughs> so, yeah, he's doing ballet shit. Granted... He uh, is able to get a scholarship, I think, three years in, and he gets an additional four more years of paid-for college, which is really nice. It's got to be a bright kid. And he's going crazy in college. He's taking all of his studies just as seriously as he was before when he was at the uh, King's School. Yeah. And uh, it's weird because he's not super social. You're going to find out he is extremely introvert, reserved. Yeah. He doesn't really care for other people. Other people suck. So far, all the people he knows. I hear, I hear that. His mom sucks. His school bully sucks. Yeah. His dead stepdad kind of sucked. It was me in high school right there. Yeah. Yeah. So fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. I'm smarter than you. Well, I'm not. Isaac is. Yeah. I Isaac. never. Yeah. Right. I didn't amount to much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you got a nice podcast. Pretty, I do say so myself. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. I can polish off a 12-pack of beer I mean, faster than most people. It may not be like discovering gravity, but it's it's up there. It's up there. Yeah. It's up there. You're teaching other people about how gravity was discovered. Yeah. So that's They wouldn't know because they can't read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever our tablers are smart, I believe in them. Yeah. They well, wouldn't go to Wikipedia. Yeah, don't go to Wikipedia, folks. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fake news. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not super reliable. But anyways, so he continues his education, and he sees everybody else around him, like, partying. All the other students are like, let's go drink and Woo! seek after women that are naughty. Girls gone wild. Mm-mm. In the Girls 1600s. Oh, man, all those fucking ankles. <laughs> oh, man. Just flashing ankles. Like, see your ankle ball? God damn, it's oh, round. It's so round. I'll put my mouth on it. Uh, I thought you don't go. You better go repent. Oh, shit. It's one thing to look at it, but... My penis is hard! <laughs> what do I do? Yeah, so Isaac, this is strange. He sees all these students acting like this, and he thinks it's stupid. He's like, these people could be spending so much more time learning and growing their brains, mm. and instead they're they're chasing after this stupid stuff. I but mean, he... they have these things called rainbow parties, and they give each other blowjobs. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, all right. Oh, calm down. Okay. But yeah, Isaac, uh, he does write about wanting to seek women as well and calling this uh, temptation something hard to deal with. But he has a plan to deal with it because he thinks that it will fuck up his studies. So he doesn't want even romantic relationships because it will it will pull him away from his studies. Yeah, well, because at this time, 
there's a couple of things that are going to happen, right? Either you chase after what you would call like a bad girl at the time because she's, um, you're supposed to get married and shit, right? Sure. Especially when we're talking about England 1600, you're supposed to go through the whole thing. But a lot of guys would go fuck these girls who that basically was their life. Probably from the time they were like 15 years old, they're like become prostitutes. Those are the only people who are available to college students. Sure. For the most part. <clears throat> Everyone else is like, I'm remaining chaste. Yeah, a bunch of nerds. So he's like, I shouldn't do that. It's sinful. But also, if I end up getting a girl pregnant, like, that's it for me. Like, it's donezo. Well, you just have to marry her. You can still study. She's a sinful whore. That's how they like. That's how they think about it back then. It's all her fault. She's going to drag me to hell. She, she made her, sinful thoughts wet, in my brain. Her wet-ass pussy is going to drag me <laughs> right to hell. Yeah, it's a terrible. It's a terrible thought, but yeah, that's the idea at I, the time frame. Yeah, I get that. That's People where suck. they were at. So that's why he's trying to Such avoid it. And he, lives. He's like, okay, how do I avoid this? And it's a really simple idea uh, and process. But he's like, anytime I'm be gay. <laughs> yeah, that will do it. <laughs> That'll do it. I think that's technically sinful at the time frame too. So oh, yeah, maybe not. But he he, he thought that if you thought about being chaste that would cause you to not be because you're thinking about it now you're like i'm gonna not think about sex and I what did think about sex. oh fuck i just said the word Boobs! sex <laughs> okay yeah christ i've got a boner already oh what do i do with this oh no uh, boner and he's just running around with his hips like as if it, his ah, boner's guiding ah, him ah, no no grab on the walls ah, no what do i do yeah so instead of what he thinks is jesus this... strike me down <laughs> strike me harder Ooh, strike me good god damn and then some prostitutes are like, you need some help? Ah! <laughs> How'd you get in my room? No! Oh. Yeah, so his whole plan is that anytime he starts to have an impure thought is to immediately go start reading a book or like meditating on a question he has that he doesn't know the answer to. All right. Super nerdy way of doing it. Like, I don't think it would work. It did for him. Mm. He's like, titties. Oh, I gotta go. Let me read the Bible. <laughs> yeah, he did read the Bible a lot. So. Yeah. That's his plan. I mean, the guy had 1,600 volumes of books and different books and shit in his dorm, I guess. Yeah. His room. So he read a lot. I mean, all the books back then are big. Yeah. He's got a lot of, you know, you had a lot of time to read if you're not ever going to fool around with the lady folk. That's what he did. Pretty much the whole time he was at Cambridge is seven days a week. Not he spent work. 18 hours a day in his own room just studying his own shit. With the hardest erection the whole time just rocking back and forth reading feverishly (laughs) (laughs) so he did that for 12 years not the number eight again god damn it It looks Uh, like boobs oh god and he's got a pen and he's fighting himself putting nipples on the eight like (laughs) don't do it don't do it isaac don't do it don't do it isaac yeah isaac is constantly studying and devouring all the latest scientific research that is out there right now sweet at this time, it's widely known and accepted that the planets orbit the sun. All the planets. They're all going around the sun. And everyone's on board with this. It's even observationally though, clear, guys. Fucking 30 years ago, they were telling Galileo that he should shut the fuck up and be exiled because he said the same shit. I mean, I get it. Nobody likes to feel like they're not the center of the universe. Yeah. But anyway, so everybody's on board with that the sun is actually what all the planets are revolving around. Yeah. The problem is, is nobody knows why the planets are orbiting the sun. Good question. Or how. No, uh, what what holds these planets in orbit? Rope. Yeah, there seems to be nothing there, but what something, happened? right? What the fuck? Invisible rope. And at the time, the most popular it's and Jesus's love, and he just he holds the shit together. <laughs> Jesus, take the take the gravity, take the gravity, yeah. and spin it. 
So, yeah, at the time, the most popular and the incorrect theory um, came from a French philosopher and a mathematician named René Descartes. You heard of René? Yeah, Descartes. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, therefore I am. That's, he's the guy who said that? Yeah, that's Descartes. I thought, I think, therefore I am came from, like, way earlier. Uh-uh. I was going to do a people time on him. Really? Yeah. Anyways, well, René stated that the universe was just a giant physical machine. Like, uh, he kind of compared it as something like a clock. But then yeah. it was, I mean, I mean, if you say it that simply, that doesn't sound that weird. That sounds like, well, it kind of is like a machine, but we know, know how it works with science doing it. But he was saying it's more like an actual mechanism and everything works in... Oh, like we can't see the gears? Yeah, but they're, uh, they're physically there doing stuff. I don't think that's an unfair assumption to make. Well, especially when you don't know what's going on. you got to start somewhere. You start making some guesses, and that well, was his guess. we're still doing that. Like, yeah. dark energy... They're like, I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's there. It's dark. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes we're just like, we just fill in the holes. Yeah. We'll just call it something else. Yeah. It's gears. Sure. Great. You know what? I think, therefore, it's gears. Yeah. Who's going to argue with me? I'm the smartest guy in France right now. Hey, <laughs> I think he's considered to be very smart. So, I mean. Yeah, know. I learned about him in my philosophy courses in college. Aw. And I think, therefore, I am is a philosophical fallacy. It is? Yeah. Why? Um, because it doesn't prove anything. Well, it only proves to yourself, but that's enough for me. I can't prove anything for yours anyways. Yeah, but he he was trying to, and we could talk about this in a, if we do an episode on him, but. I want to hear your stupid answer now. All, All right. right. Let's hear it. So I think, therefore, I am is a statement saying that because I can uh, create thoughts or have observations about the world, that I exist, exist in it. Yeah. So where is the argument that you didn't exist beforehand and who says that thoughts are uh an amplifier or evidence of the world it's just another thing that happens you're not actually answering the original question renee well it was what was the original question is just like do you exist yeah how do i how do i prove i exist you're right you know more about this than i do i can't i'm still like it makes sense to me <laughs> shut up it's your big free thinking work get back on the farm you ass sorry everybody all right. No, no, that's so. Yeah, Renee. Um, that was his idea. Now Isaac, he didn't actually like Renee's theory at all, and he thought that it was incomplete and and probably just wrong in general. But he wanted even to go further. Whatever the answer was, it didn't seem to satisfy. Like, well, don't make shit up. Yeah. Don't don't say there's gears. We don't have evidence for gears. Yeah. It's like Galileo said, don't make shit up and say that the sun circulates us. Let's look at what we fucking see. Yeah, let's observe and test stuff. And especially because yeah. Isaac really is the kind of type of person who wants repeatable proof. If somebody says something, he wants to be able to go recreate himself in the lab, so to speak, right? And be like, oh, yeah, that is that is right. Um, you know, true scientist style. First science guy. Well, you know, first, but yeah. Isaac guy, the first science man. Isaac. Ooh, science is Isaac. <laughs> what are you doing there, Isaac? Huh? Um, hey, shh. Masturbating. Go away. <laughs> shh. Yeah, nobody can see this. Go away. I'll, I'll talk to you about science in a minute. Just hang on. Oh, hang on. I haven't gotten laid ever. All right. You know how long it's been? Ever. That's, <laughs> how, that's how long it's been. Forever. You can look at it that way, too. And I have to lie to my priest every week about this. I think this is my private time. But if, when I'm jerking off, by the way, the parabola that comes out when I shoot out my... Hmm, what is the arc of my of my ropes? It follows the same arc that all objects follow. What are you talking about, Isaac? <laughs> Why don't you use lube? <laughs> Interesting disembodied voice. Maybe I will get some lubrication. Isaac, the science guy. Where's the Crisco? <laughs> 
a good episode. That's an episode, yeah. That's a good episode. <laughs> so Isaac wants to figure out the same problem. How are the planets moving around the sun? Why are they doing it? And what's keeping them in this orbit or whatever's going on? Who knows? So Isaac in 1965, he's about 22 years old. He wants to start studying this idea of what what's happening out in the universe with the orbiting planets. And uh, he's doing two major things. Um, that one is being one of them. And the other one, he's working out a new mathematical system. One that doesn't exist. At 22? Yeah. And the reason why is he kind of has to create this mathematical system in order to solve the other problem he has. As a matter of fact, one's kind of the answer to the other. So, is uh, the planet thing? Is what he's trying to answer? Yeah, essentially. Oh, okay. So if you think about this way, calculus, do you know what calculus is used for? I didn't take calculus, by the way. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, physics, essentially lower scale physics, where you're like, how fast can this thing go? Yeah, it's calculating out something that has a, a variable that's constantly changing. So, oh, okay. In order, I'm way off. I mean, that's true <laughs> with physics. If something's dropping to the ground, well, it's picking up speed as it gets the longer it's in the air until it hits well, like, terminal velocity, right? I think physics is like observing the natural world, but you use calculus to in figure. physics, yeah, yeah, because it's about yeah, moving Wait. shit. It's about and moving shit. You can use calculus. We've now used it for everything. But this is what he's thinking about is, I need to know the answers to this stuff. Yeah. And there isn't a way for me to do that. So I'm going to I'm figure gonna, out how. I'm and then calculate this. I'm going to calculate math. this. I'm going to calculate this. I'm going to calculus. Oh, <laughs> man. It smells like, what does that even mean? Why, does that, why didn't you just call it calculated? What are you even talking about, Isaac? No, it so, sounds cooler. What? Sounds cooler. That's kind of the idea is what's going on. However, before he can really get into it, the problem is is the Great Plague happens oh, shit. in London, which... I feel like it was earlier than this. Uh, so there is the Black Plague, which took way more people and is way more famous. Oh, this is... The Black Death. The Plague 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Sweet. I, it's actually technically, this is the last major plague that happened of the on this kind of scale. Bubonic? Yeah, right. the bubonic plague. I know this type of shit, because I remember when I did uh, Henry VIII, um, they had a crazy situation, but it wasn't the plague. It was right. some other thing they called the sweating sickness, so I bet, yeah. You it kind of it kind of comes back around multiple times. It was COVID-18. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? These fucking things just come up and they And you know evolve. what's funny? You know what everyone did when this happened? They all went home. How strange. Yeah, Cambridge closed down and all the students and teachers left. We're like, yeah, we gotta gotta wait this out. It lasted 18 months, by the way, The uh, this uh, great oh, plague. Oh, and were there large groups of people being shitty little babies about it and Probably holding protests? Probably because uh, about 100,000 people died in like an 18-month period. And that was a quarter of what London was at the time. Jesus, motherfuck. So yeah, the people that didn't COVID nineteen is nothing on that. Yeah, that's nuts. Hundred thousand people. Yeah, it's twenty five percent of London. So that's like yeah, one out of, out of every four people you know died in a year and a half. Yeah. What? Luckily, Isaac dodged this by he went home. He was like, all right, I'm gonna go home to my farm. It's well, he pretty open out there. He didn't like people. And he this is people. perfect yeah. for him. Yeah. Fuck off. I can, go wash your hands. Get I can away from me. Spend a year and a half just calculating. Yeah, and that's actually kind of what kicks this all off. Oh, you know what? I can jerk off so often because I can't go see my priest. So if I jerk off so many times I lose count, then I can just tell him, like, I'm not, I'm not sure. And the priest's like, this isn't any better. The fact that you lost count is worse. No. <laughs> that was my... I calculated the whole thing out. Because <laughs> before I would tell you every single time, and now I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. 10, 15, 20? How many days are in Since 18 months? Yesterday? So like three or four times a day. Just all that. You you do the math. You how, do it. Just Try how many it. Hail Marys do I have to say, you fuck? I'm trying to calculate some stuff. He's like, 
Yeah, 10 for every single time you jerked off. Now, go ahead and do the math on that, Isaac. I'm going to invent a math to do this quicker. <laughs> I'm going I'm to go rub one out first. <laughs> of course. Clear my I head. Get, yeah, I got to get the brain cells going. But I'm going to get this. It's, what I, it's kind of what I do. Yeah. So uh, that's exactly what's kind of going on is that because he's able to go home and he's not taking classes anymore, he's able to work on stuff even more so, which he's already spending all of his fucking time on his own studies anyways and his own smarter than everybody calculations. But that's kind of where we come up to this scenario where he starts thinking about gravity for the first time. Hmm. So Isaac's at home and you've probably heard this story. The apple? The apple story. Sure. It's not true. It didn't most likely feel not true. True. So it felt too convenient. Yeah. So here's the story that most kids learn about. It was a pear. <laughs> yeah, that's the only difference. That's the only difference. No, is that uh, Isaac was sitting underneath an apple tree, pondering how the moon stays up in the sky, what keeps it up there, why hmm. do things fall, and just then an apple falls off the tree, hits him on the head or next to him, whatever story version you heard. Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, I think that the thing that caused the apple to fall is the same thing that keeps the moon up in the sky." Which, which sounds funny and weird, especially without any context other than that. Well, we know that that's an accurate interpretation now, mm-hmm. but from his context, how would he put that together? Right. And Isaac himself would end up later, when he's much older, telling something similar of the stories that led him down the path. How much so? Probably not to the degree of being like, that's how the moon stays up, right? I mean, but it's the a cute idea story. Of gravity, that there's some sort of force pulling downward towards Earth, and what the fuck is it? I mean, it's so, he was having one of his jerk sessions, (laughs) and he was like, every time I come, it goes in an arc downward. Right. Everything always goes in an arc downward. Parabola. With a little bit of, a little bit of oomph, it arcs down. Yeah. Maybe the moon's just arcing around us. Maybe that's God's semen, just arcing around us. Actually, this is pretty close to a a thought process that Isaac will later explain how gravity works. <laughs> and then when some children asked him, he's like, well, so when I, an apple, apple an apple, apple hit me in the head. It was cute. It was an adorable. I had a light bulb moment and I was like, Hmm. And you know what kids made pie out of that apple? Delicious. I fucked the pie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, this is why I never had kids. All right, let me, Hey, let's start over. Yeah. An apple hit me. Apple positively. I'm going to take, I'm going to take off. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna take off. I can't. Just a bunch of cool kids just sitting there being like, "What the?" Huh? And the neighbors are like, "You stay away from us. That guy's weird." <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, hey, I, I, yeah, hey, sorry. You know, I'm not gonna hurt your kids. I just don't know how to talk to them. I can't calculate this. <laughs> yeah. So the idea being that he supposedly watched an apple fall, and that just led him down the idea of, well, what causes things to go towards the center of Earth, or so I assume is going towards the center of Earth. Yeah, it's the same thing with, like, uh, who was it? We were doing, we were doing uh, Galileo, and he dropped shit off of uh, the Tower of Pisa. And we, we were talking about how he just observed the things fall at the same speed, even though nobody fucking can explain why. That's so funny that you say that, because that's, like, in my notes. So, because he, Newton knows about Galileo and his different yeah. um, experience, uh, experiments. And that was one of the ones he brings up, is he knows that the two objects dropping down from the top of uh, Pisa will fall at the same time and land at the same time. Yeah. No matter what their mass is. No matter. Because gravity is always the same force. Yeah, it acts on all objects the same way. And I'm sure that these are the sort of light bulb things where Newton was yeah. like, uh-huh. And everybody, literally, no one on Earth had ever had that thought before. Yeah. Which is kind of bananas. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's still funny to watch like these kinds of experiments because you're like, it's not supposed to do this. I feel like it's not. My brain's it's a bigger object. It's going to fall faster. It's, it's heavier. It's heavier. My brain is still very upset about it. Yeah. Very upset. The only thing that's, that changes is resistance because of how big it is that it has more air, air resistance. resistance. I remember after we recorded that episode, I was so mad that my brain couldn't conceive of it. Yeah. I, I watched a video where a guy... Doesn't vacuum? Went in a vacuum. Yeah. And it was the bowling ball and feather. Yeah. And I watched it. Still mad. Still upset. <laughs> it's, still, it's still upsetting. Still don't know what's happening. This is black magic. This is fake news. That's CGI. That's CGI, just like every picture from NASA. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're on the flat earth Facebook page, just being like, we're all right. Oh, we, we know what's going on. I'm past that. I'm on the flat earth parlor page. It's <laughs> a parlor page. You know, parlor? Uh-uh. Parlor's like the app. That it's the social media app that all the conservatives oh left Twitter God. and Facebook for. Right. It is a zoo in there. I like that it's I like, love it. Facebook has everybody. And I get that the conservatives think that Facebook itself is against them, which is hilarious on so many levels. But nonetheless, that they're they're going to leave an area where it has everybody to go get into a giant echo chamber. It already wasn't enough to be like a part of yeah. certain groups, but it's like but the the liberals aren't really doing that. I mean at least not for the same reason. We have Facebook. Yeah. Well, and Reddit and TikTok and Twitter and Twitter. It's pretty much all leftist. Yeah. So they did need their own safe space. It's okay, <laughs> you little snowflakes. <laughs> you know, the great thing is that you can get kicked off of Parlor hella quicker than you get kicked off of like Twitter. Really? Yeah, just by sharing leftist shit. Or funny. there was a big push of cam girls, you know, like porn cam girls on parlor i don't know what cam girls oh uh, like webcam yeah okay. like you pay for live streams there was a big push of cam girls on parlor that got banned because that's funny all the angry wives didn't like looking at it i'm like you guys can't ban people isn't that the fucking point <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah my only fans got taken down from, huh. from parlor <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny it's odd yeah. stupid time we live in oh well whatever so um, what was I saying? <laughs> I have no idea. We went on a long Galileo tangent that ended in my OnlyFans. <laughs> Cam girls. I kind of <laughs> So I kind of do have this scenario of Isaac doesn't come up with the whole entire idea of gravity at this point, but he's got it worming around in his head. Yeah. He's like, what? What is it? Yeah. And he, he decides Renee's theory is no good. It's not a mechanism like a clock. There's some sort of force being acted upon and it involves our planet and maybe other planets as well. Well, yeah, because it's... Okay, so it's not that he's like, gears are stupid. It's like, this apple falls on its own, and I don't see gears make, m- pushing it down. Yeah. So the planets have got to be the same thing. It's just something we can't see. Right. It's an invisible force. Cool beans. From here, this is where Isaac is just in the beginning stages of also working on his laws of motion. Sort of. You know the famous laws, right? He's got three laws of motion that are... We're, we're going to get into it later. Sweet. But this is kind of the same time frame. He's doing a lot of stuff. You think about this... He's thinking about gravity for the first time, which he later will completely, you know, explain. Yeah. Which is a huge discovery. Like, to us, it seems so silly. Like, we now know, obviously, about gravity. Pretty. So we're like, duh. Back then, people were just like, oh, ghosts? Who knows? I mean, the same thing with, like, electricity. Like, ooh. Yeah, I don't know, right? Fucking ghosts. So he's figuring that out. He's building a whole new math system to help himself figure that out, which will be used for so many different things later on. Which, how do you invent the tool to help yourself? How's your brain? You've got to be like, I need to know how this is, so how do I... If I have a screw and it's got an X, mm-hmm. but I don't have anything that fits in the X, I guess i got to go build something that... that I, 
I'll call it a Phillips screwdriver for some reason. I just of... use a, a butter knife until I freak out and break <laughs> everything. Like, how do you come up with that? I don't know. He was uh, yeah, he was a genius. He was just, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Oh, that's not a great analogy between the screw and screwdriver because someone invented the screw to have a certain slot. But you understand. Similar ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got a problem, but you need to create your own solution. It's kind of bizarre. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly a, a genius of a different level. Like 22, 23 years old, and he's figuring this shit out. And what other 22-year-olds are doing right now in lockdown yeah. is just trying to figure out how to play video games and jerk off at the same time. And it's hard. It's hard to play with only one hand. You have to come up with a solution for that. Yeah. Switch off maybe really quickly. Yeah. Or like... And you like build a hand for yourself. Yeah, like attach it to the controller. <laughs> you just jerk yourself off. Yeah, you, you just move up and down while you're still holding the controller. and it... You just got to get good at Call of Duty while rocking back and forth. Yeah, it's better than, you know, asking your mom to come help you with the controller. Mom, I need help. <laughs> come hold... Or whatever. Something. Yeah, pick one. I need you to come control something. <laughs> And she Ew. doesn't know how to play Call of Duty. So. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> uh, it's like the stranger, but worse. Because it's the familiar. <laughs> That's way worse. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, so uh, you can solve problems. Figure it out. That's a good way. To, I like your hand attached to the controller. That's hilarious. You know, I'm an Isaac-level genius. <laughs> Solving world's problems. One You're welcome, gamers. One problem at a time. So either build a hand or... Ask your mom. I mean, Isaac didn't have a mom. Otherwise, he would have been like, Mom, invent calculus. So, I mean, it's cool because just as we were discussing this same time frame, uh, Alex takes a page from Galileo. He is thinking about the objects falling from the Leaning Town of Pisa and how objects pick up speed or accelerate Ooh. at the same time, uh, uh, same rate for whatever the object is. It doesn't matter. All objects are, are going to fall at the same time. I still hate. Still hate, still hate that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, when you take two objects and you drop them off a high location, say like the Leaning Tower of Pisa, and uh, both objects land at the same time, even though they are different size, Galileo was able to actually calculate out what the average speed was. I mean, it's, it's relatively easy. What you do is you divide the distance of the object's travel uh, by the time that okay. it takes to hit the ground. And you can then say, okay, from this height down to here, uh, the average speed mm. was this answer when you put in that equation. But Isaac wasn't really interested in the average speed. He wanted to know what the acceleration of the object was at every point along the way it fell. So if you drop something from a, a great height, the moment you drop it from your hand, that moment, it's actually slower than right before it hits the ground because it's picking up speed. Sure. Until it caps off at terminal velocity. Right. Did he come up with terminal velocity? I don't think so. Oh. Um, at least he didn't come up with anything. I don't know who came up with that. But... but but that's what he's working on is like, how, at what rate does it pick up what speed? Yeah. And so the idea being he wanted to know at each point in time that the object is falling, what speed is. So if you could capture a moment, like a picture of you're dropping an apple yeah. halfway down, snap that. How fast is it going? Now, now one second later, snap that. Okay, stop. How fast is it going now? And he's able to figure this out. That is a complicated brain yeah. th thought experiment. Yeah, and it, I mean, it gets kind of complicated. I mean, because we're now talking about calculus. This is how he's figuring out calculus. <sighs> Man, I did not do well in high school. Yeah, so it comes to creating this math, and because of the exact speed at any point is divided by the distance by the time of which, we'll say, the apple is falling, but you have to divide the time again at the point of where it's at, 
and you have to get it as close to zero as possible because that's going to be the most accurate. The problem is it has to be above zero, right. otherwise it doesn't work to divide it by zero. So he's basically invents this idea of an infinite interval that is X? close to zero, but it, it's infinite. It's, oh. it's a matter of fact, it's called a, a infinitesimally small. Infinitesimal. Yeah. Is that a symbol? Uh, I in calculus? It, I think someone, yeah. I think there's a symbol for it. It's a sideways eight. Because <laughs> there's the boobs. <laughs> Don't listen to that. That's not true. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, it is true. <laughs> it is a sideways eight does mean infinity. So, yeah. What is he it? just drew little nipples on it, too. <laughs> right. That's the symbol. Yeah. But what does that mean, infinitesimally small? It's smaller than any number that you can think of that's not zero. So it just, if you were to think about point zero a billion times, but not a billion, infinitely. Okay. Until it eventually is a number because it has to be higher than zero. So just zeros forever, but eventually at some point it's got to be zero, 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 one or something, right? But at what? the end. Why does he want this? Because when you get it to as close to zero as possible, you know exactly what the speed of is the falling object because you're dividing it by the distance divided by the time divided by this number at this point okay. of it's falling. It's, I don't fully understand. So I just have an idea of it like that. He's trying to get as accurate as possible. And yeah. he's like, we're not at one. It's it's just less than one yeah. before zero. The reason why is if you think about the apples dropping and I go, okay, halfway down, how much time has gone by? Well, what happens if I want to do like a, an inch further that it's dropped? Mm -hmm. Well, I have to get it as close to the next number in time. Point zero 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 twenty one. Yeah. To point zero 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 twenty two. And the closer you get it to zero, the more accurate the the speed is of the apple. I mean, you got a lot of time. You got big brains. You you want to be accurate. Yes. I get that. You can only jerk off so many times a day. <laughs> yeah. Invent calculus. Well, and this is a huge discovery because for the first time ever, it's possible to calculate quantities that are uh, constantly changing. Every moment. It, Everything is changing, buddy. Yeah. So like the speed of an apple falling at any point during its descent or how planets' positions change over time in its orbit around the sun. And he's thinking about all that, too. So it's, it's all kind of coming all together. coming back to me now. <laughs> yep. And with this, he basically discovers and invents an entirely new branch of math that we call now calculus. Man, that is bananas. I mean, when I was 22, 23 years old... I was picking my butt or something. I wasn't doing anything like this. No, fuck no. I, I, was, uh, I was chasing girls and doing drugs and no idea. But I just, I love this part of the story because almost like simultaneously, he's figuring out so many things that like just one by itself would be insane. Like, yeah. I know how fast the fucking apple's falling at, at this any point. Yeah. But he's also putting this together with gravity. We're, and We're talking about geniuses that don't, don't exist anymore. Because like... He's thinking thoughts that nobody, as far as we know, had thought before. Yeah. And our current geniuses, you know, an Elon Musk, for example, he's just he's just taking sci-fi and making it real with by throwing billions of dollars at it. Yeah. I don't think we have real geniuses anymore. I don't know. Slovaj Zizek. I think we that do. That fucking mouth. He's not that smart. I think it's just different now. I think back then you come up with this and... People were asking, well, how the fuck does the moon stay up in, in the, you know, everyone's asked that. Like, why was it doing that for? Yeah. Whereas today, now I think geniuses are doing stuff that we just take for granted where it's like. That's true. The computer is able to calculate and compute out a 
amazingly large amount of data and we're all like facebook's awesome <laughs> it's so much faster now <laughs> yeah. nice but there's still crazy stuff going on what is 5g is it giving me coronavirus <laughs> what is this who invented this shit yeah and they got all the you know idiots who are then are like conspiracy theories while i really do science is going on that's my theory on why there is the 5g thing the flat earth thing because like the smartest people alive right now work in like the hadron collider or something like that yeah. and whatever they're fucking with they can't explain it to you yeah i'm too dumb well because they're they're at a level with like quantum mechanics where they're like i can't explain this to you like the god particle which is also called the higgs boson and i'm like uh-huh but what's why what does this do yes, but why like, but it breaks into smaller, like, the particles are fractured. I'm like, what, what, what? Okay, I'll just trust you. I don't know. Yeah, quantum entanglement, like, I believe you. Sure. Spooky stuff, man. I believe you. And so I think people who can't wrap their heads around basic stuff, they're like, nope, they're lying. They're making it up. The earth is flat. <laughs> Coronavirus is fake. You gotta try to find a way to make yourself feel important and, and smart. And you, need so, to, you need to feel like you're ahead of the curve. Just make up shit. Even though... You're behind the curve, and you should be under the ground. Burn! But I just love that one is the invention to figure out the other one. But yet, the invention, the invention itself of calculus is huge. Yeah, I mean, fuck, we still use it. It's on in everything, everything. Well, he realized that there is a math to everything that's happening. Yeah. And then made it. Yeah. Everybody else was just like, I don't know, shit just happens because Jesus said it. So. Because <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I don't know. Die for our sins, and that's all that's, uh, that's, yeah. what, that's what's going on. Yeah. Duh. Now, th this is actually a really huge debate amongst historians and math nerds everywhere on who actually discovered calculus. And on one side, where we have the debate that Isaac is the one who discovered calculus, and on the other side, people argue that it's Godfrey Leibniz. Yeah, Leibniz. Leibniz. So, but did they know each other? Did they exchange correspondence? Um, yeah, so they actually, they were around the same time frame. Godfrey is going to actually produce the published work of calculus later on. So, the problem is, Isaac doesn't share his information. He doesn't care. He's doing this all because he's like, well, how does this work? And he writes it all down, and he has fun, and then he doesn't tell anyone. He's well, so internal. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's his problem, so he's coming up with his own solution. He's not a professor where he's like, I gotta tell people. Yeah, so that's that's kind of part of the debate, because people will say, well, no, Isaac was writing it down in his own notes seven years before Godfrey even really got started on it. But Godfrey's the one who actually published his work first, and some people even think that there's possibly even accusations that Godfrey might have taken some of the key ideas that he later found from Isaac and hmm. then was able to build further onto it. He's not, he's not like... But they're not like friends. No. So how would he get his hands on Isaac's notes? It would be much later on when... Because Godfrey doesn't actually publish his shit out until like 30 years from now. That's how long Isaac sits on his. He doesn't publish his until 10 years after that. So they don't know when Leibniz supposedly came up with it. They just know when he published it. Yeah. What a dick. And Isaac... I mean, he's 22, 23 years old, and we have his notes, and he's like, he was definitely on something. And he had kind of also reasons to be on it. Like, he was trying to figure out other things, and it wow. makes sense that he would come to the conclusion of inventing calculus to figure that out, because that's how you would figure that out. I mean, two big brains thinking the same thing at the same time. Yeah. That it, happens. And that's another part of the debate, is maybe they both kind of came up with it on their own without really, there wasn't any stealing or, or anything like that. They were just like, that. Eh. What is that? Math was heading that way. And There's a term for that. Congru con congruent, confluent mm -hmm. happenings. I think that's the technical term. So, um, 
when Jesus is ready for new technology to come into the world, he just opens a big chest full of knowledge beans and he sprays it on the world. And you don't know where they're going to go. Right. He doesn't either. He's just like, the world's ready for calculus. And then two people are like, but at the same time, they get ahead of everybody else. Yeah. And or the beans fell on like a little kid in Kansas. Yeah. And uh, he's like, mommy, did you know that there's a meth for everything? And then she hit him. And so it was because Newton could, could yeah. suss it out. And so some people do say that they think Godfrey is the one who really kind of brought calculus to you know, kind of tied off all the ends because there's a lot that's going on. And a lot of people say that it was Isaac, though, who came up with all the formulas that he created that you could use in calculus. So he contributed that way. So it just depends on which side. I lean to the fact that, of course, because Isaac was the topic, it seemed like he was starting the idea first and came up with a lot of the information. Godfrey, I believe, probably also came up with it on his own. Yeah. But Newton had made a lot of formulas based on what he was trying to figure out to use calculus for. Like, he wasn't creating calculus to be like, I created this new math. He was trying to figure out other stuff and had to create the math in order to figure the other stuff out. Yeah, the math just didn't exist yet. Yeah. So if it's so much earlier that Isaac came up with it before Leibniz published it, let's just give it to Isaac for the time frame. Yeah. You were earlier. We're going to even go a little bit further into it because people debate back and forth. Um, a new study found that about 250 years before Isaac Newton, <gasps> India had a school that was not uh, very well-known, and they had some parts of calculus being created 250 years beforehand. The reason why they think that this didn't become worldwide or anything is because imperialism of England, and they're like, yeah, you're not European. Who cares what your dumb brown people think? Yeah. And really, they started coming up with it before. Your numbers are different symbols than mine. Fuck this you. is stupid. Actually, I think they, had, they use the same numbers. Oh. You use a different word, though. Yeah, I use different letters. and You use Hindi. Okay. You're brown. So it's so hot here. So, yeah, we believe that it's actually possible that other people were working on it beforehand, but it just wasn't spread out. All right. I mean, yeah, unless it comes from white England, nobody gives a shit, right? Pretty much. I mean, you know, like I said, the Muslim world invented a lot of uh, modern math. Yeah. And then we just, the West just took it. Well, and I would still say that it's not to discredit uh, what Isaac did because he still figured out his own it exists in the world and he took it and was like sweet he's still from scratch essentially built it up and uh he built the phillips head and continued it on like he made it even better than what was already available in the world what a dick so calculus what a smart dick it's huge calculus is giant it is used in physics chemistry statistics engineering business medicine computer science monitoring global climate change it's on and on and on it goes on forever because you can use calculus for everything calculus is necessary for this podcast to reach your beautiful ears probably algorithm variable changing it's like it's it's just a falling apple falls through the wires and then into your brains with help of ghosts i don't know i don't know what ghosts do yeah he released the knowledge beans of the internet a few years ago right to al gore um, but we do see it's kind of fun. People were looking at Isaac's notes at this time, and Isaac seemed to actually really enjoy math. It wasn't even just like, I got to figure this out to figure other stuff out. But he would do calculations in his notes to the point where people that are mathematicians look at his notes today. They're like, he actually didn't have to do this. He didn't have to actually write this equation out and find every single point for the answer. 
He didn't know that. He only had to do a part of it. It seems that he was doing it because he was enjoying it. He was having fun. So he wrote <laughs> out a lot more than was really necessary. Because he's probably like, this is cool. And then if you do it here, oh my God, and right, this is good. If I add the math in this way, then it's like, Calculus oh. is math um, fan fiction. He just he was adding on to his favorite thing. Just and, making it funner. And this is, I think, where you, know, you, you get a kink. You don't have sex, and you write it out in 50 different points when you only only need to like yeah. you know, three it's the same thing it's the exact same thing as a buddy of mine watched a lot of buffy the vampire slayer <laughs> there was a few plot holes he filled them in with him having sex with buffy that like, makes sense way more times than he needed to but it's because he was enjoying it right you know it's what you want you do what you want to do and that's what he was doing that's what isaac was doing he's going oh the, the apple's getting accelerated even more oh, oh god where does the three go oh, oh. the three goes up here oh you naughty three <laughs> naughty <laughs> where can i get an eight in here i need to put an eight i gotta make, this make it work. an eight let's see oh you're so curvy but we're also going to find out that Isaac was a complete weirdo as we go further into the story. To give an example of stuff that was going on right now, Isaac was curious about colors and light. Who's not? Yeah, he's like, how does this work? And he It is weird. He proposed a question. He's like, are colors real or is it something that my eye is making to help my brain identify what's going on around me? Like how... What a weird question. It is weird. And so in order to try to determine hmm. this, he took a metal bob pin. Yeah, like a bobby pin. Not a bobby pin, but a bob pin. So it's a blunted, long kind of needle, but not, not pokey. All right. It's round at the top. And he decides to stick it underneath his eyelid Ugh. at the bottom of his eye and shove it as far back to the back as he could without... Why? Because he wanted to know if it was <laughs> colors were happening in his eye or Let's not. Let's see what happens. And so that's how he started the experiment out. And he reportedly wrote down in his notes that he saw a bunch of bright and dark circles. So... This need this warrants me writing this down. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I mean, if you poke your eye hard enough, you'll see that kind of shit. So that's essentially what he's doing. I jammed the metal object into my brain hole, <laughs> and I began to see scattering lights. Yeah, dark, dark circles, light circles. Yeah, something's going on. He's... I also lost several memories. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's certainly science. Well, so Isaac decides that this isn't the best way to do these experiments, although I commend him for taking his own, you know, he's his own guinea pig. Like, let's figure this out. I don't care. So he starts working with prisms. Now, prisms are not new by any means. Prisms are around forever. People have known about them. They hold up to the light and they see rainbow comes out the other side. Sure. Crystal shit. Yeah. And um, Rene, he actually has a theory on light and colors, which basically mirror the same that Aristotle said. So Aristotle was fucking with prisms back then. And which was that white light or sunlight, really sunlight is pure and colors come from physically modifying the white light. Now, this might sound somewhat accurate, but what they're implying is that sunlight doesn't have colors in it. You have to do something to fuck with it and then colors are produced, but it's not in the light. The colors aren't already in there. It's one of the smarter things Aristotle said. It's close. It's not correct, though. So Isaac is like, what he did is he took a prism and he shined light, you know, sunlight through it. And then he took another prism and he put it next to one of the colors of the rainbow. And when the red went through the prism, it was still red again. So he was like, I'm fucking with it again, but it's not changing again. And he comes to the conclusion, I think colors of the rainbow are all already in the light. And we're just splitting that up. Yeah. And this is a wild claim to make at this time, even though it's correct, because you have to convince people that all the colors of the rainbow are in the light that you can see in front of you, but you can't see them. They're invisible. Yeah. It's essentially what you're trying to convince people of. Yeah, that's a hard sell. 
and nobody's going to believe this. But again, this is all for himself still. He still has his calculus and his motion and gravity and all this light ideas is still just his. He hasn't gone and told this to anybody yet. His only hobby. It is kind of amazing that he was able to come to this conclusion when nobody else at this time frame did. I didn't know he fucked with light at all, and he does quite a bit. I had no idea that he did that. I mean, it's odd that he was even willing to assert that. Like, what we know about light now is through experiments that he wouldn't have been able to do. He just pulled that out of his fucking brain. Yeah. He did. So at this time, Isaac has invented calculus pretty much. He starts his theories further on gravity, uh, discovers that light contains all colors of the rainbow. He has told nobody... And the Great Plague is now over, so Isaac's going to go return back to Cambridge. However, he's not really going... He's going to work his way back up, but not as a student. He actually ends up becoming the Lucasian Professor of Mathematics. Have you heard of that chair? Lucasian chair? It's actually nicknamed now the Newton chair sometimes. The, oh, Lucasian? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like like the head of the math department. Basically, you're like the highest math guy in... You're the smartest dude here. Yeah. You were talking about light earlier in a way that I was like, I don't know, but you see, it sounded smart. But your math is good. Here's a chair. Yeah. Sit in that chair. In fact, uh, Stephen Hawking, he he held this chair before he died. Yeah. There's been a few others, of course, but yeah, those are some of the notable ones. Isaac is busy with his own work and discoveries, but he teaches math and what many said was long-winded lectures on light and refraction. Nobody understood what he was saying. What the fuck is he talking about? Um... It's funny because he had an assistant helping him, right? A teacher's assistant kind of thing. And nobody's really going to lectures, even though he's teaching. And the assistant says that even the people that did attend had no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Like, he put it in the way of saying, Isaac might as well have been lecturing to the walls. Because nobody knew what he was talking about. Which I like thinking about that. I mean, he's fucking smart. He's like, so this is how calculus works. And everyone's like, what the fuck? What is what is that word you just said? And he's like, you just gotta times it by time, by speed, by acceleration, by. And they're like, what the fuck? So I invented this in my free time. Um, the other thing is that all color is just in the light. And let me let me provide an example for you. What I love is that he's finally sharing some of his ideas through the method of teaching others, and it's basically still getting lost. Nobody knows what he's talking about, so it's just like. Okay. Poor lonely Isaac. But don't worry, folks. Okay. Isaac's about ready to find a breakthrough. He's gonna get a girlfriend. No. Oh. He never gets a girlfriend. Oh, Isaac. Now we know that Galileo used a newly invented telescope, which he didn't invent. Galileo didn't invent the telescope, but he took the telescope. It was Doctor Telescope. <laughs> and improved on it, and was able to look up into the heavens. He was pretty much the first person to really shoot it up to the heavens and start. Doctor Telescope saying. actually invented it as uh, as a anal toy. <laughs> didn't even realize it could do anything else <laughs> right so well isaac's like there's a problem with the telescopes that we have the only telescopes that are really available and that is that telescopes at that time had uh they used glass to help magnify the image right? right the problem is with the glass around the edges you would get light fraction it would cause the light to break up yeah. on the edge of a glass if you held up a piece of glass you can actually kind of get a rainbow effect right if you yeah. aim it right with the light going through the edge of it and this caused distortion with the image. When you're looking up at the moon, for instance, you might get a bluish-purple haze around it. When you look up at it with your naked eye, you're like, that's not there. So Isaac What's realized the that the tool, the instrument, was what caused the problem. And he figured out it was the edge of the glass. Just like a prism, it was breaking up the light and it was causing <laughs> a problem. Because of all his weirdo shit earlier, yeah. he looked at it and he's like, ah, I've seen this before. It's fucked up. So what he does is he's going to completely redesign telescopes. 
And he does it in a way that's, I mean, he doesn't follow the same path that the original telescope that he was using did because that wouldn't work. So he had to recreate a whole new thing. I have a new problem. I'm going to make a whole brand new goddamn thing. It's what, yeah. I, it's what I do. So instead of using glass and to magnify it, he uses mirrors because the mirrors won't have that edge. And what happens is the light is gathered at the top of the telescope. It hits one mirror. That's a pretty big mirror. And then it hits, uh, bounces off that mirror into a second mirror inside the telescope that then shoots out a hole that you would look your, you know, take your eye and look through it. Right. And that's how it would be magnified. And now you have no distortion. It looks like a very clear, nice image. His was like, even more powerful than any other telescope at the time. He claimed that it was like 40 times better. What? And that he observed Jupiter and all of its satellites, all of its moons. I mean, and we believe that he actually did this? Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, the telescope that he invented, essentially that exact model, is what is used on, like, the biggest, most powerful telescopes that are we use today. I'm going to buy one. I had a telescope when I was a kid, and that's what it was. It was mirrors. Yeah. Uh, it was cheap, so I couldn't see Saturn, but <laughs> it, I felt like I could have if I knew how to work it right. And if you think of the most powerful ones that are up on mountains, right, and they're they're pointed up into the sky, they're big, giant ones with a little chair that people sit in, and they yeah. observe all the universe. Like at the top of Hawaii or wherever. That's based off of his. It's basically just his model made bigger and maybe a little bit better and like more refined but the same exact concept and structure that's so bizarre in fact that's what the hubble telescope is is designed after it's the newtonian design yeah that's the most that's the hottest one on the market and it's the best one that we've got basically these days so he invented a new type of telescope and it's still so good that we use it today and he was just like i don't know mirrors let's try it out and here's the best part not only again does he not tell anybody about this he figures it out, writes down a bunch of notes like, mine's best, that's cool. My telescope's better than everybody else's. And it was shorter than all the other ones too, which is even more fun because it's more powerful, but it wasn't this fucking 24-inch long thing. Yeah. Or, you know, three or four foot long thing. It was what just you think a little about, shorty. Like the pirates, they have that little collapsible one. Yeah. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's probably like that. I don't, but I don't his know. is shorter than that. So, uh... You can buy a, a Newtonian-designed telescope on Amazon for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. I love telescopes. They're fun. I should buy one. I'm, I am a nerd. But yeah, so he, uh, he he makes this and doesn't tell anybody about it. But he does have a friend. He has a, he has a couple friends. They're not... I just don't give a shit if you know what I know. Yeah. I just don't care. Yeah. But one of his friends comes and visits and sees a telescope. And <laughs> yeah, Isaac's like, yeah, I, I made that. You can check it out. Look at it. And the friend's blown away. He's like, what the fuck, dude? Bro, I can see a woman two cities over changing. And he's like, yeah, I know. I, yes, I know. But look up. No, I'm not looking up. <laughs> Look up. Is there another woman? Where? No, that's... Was oh, there a woman above her? nothing up there. Uh, I'm going back down here. How hot is Jesus? <laughs> hey, Jesus! Oh, there's just balls of shit up there. Are those Jesus' balls? Isaac, are those Jesus' balls? No. What am I looking at? It's not Jesus' balls. Why does Jesus' balls have all those weird colors and like a ring around it? That's probably not... He needs. He might need to look at that looked at. <laughs> Can you give me the lady back again? Tilt it, please? <laughs> And Isaac's like, oh my god, this is why I don't tell anybody anything. This is why I don't have friends. Yeah. No. So the friend asks Isaac, can I take this into London uh, and show this around to people? And Isaac's like, yeah, sure, I don't give a fuck. So he takes it in, and everyone, of course, is like, fuck do I care, man? Who made this? And the friend is, you know, Isaac, dude. Isaac Newton made this shit. It was Leibniz. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) (laughs) No, the friend tells him all the truth, and he's like, yeah, it's Isaac. That'd be funny if he just took credit. He's like, "Uh, I did. I made it. But it makes it all the way to the king, King Charles uh, the second, and wow. King Charles is like, bring Isaac in. Like he should be working with our top scientists. Who the hell is this guy you just know? Yeah, 
Yeah. But, and again, nobody knows all these other ideas that Isaac's already working on. He's the, you know, he's, you know, he's the Lucasian chair that like nobody goes to his shit. (laughs) That's him. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. The the Virgin? Yeah, that's him. That's That's him. him. I guess he's got the time to fucking make this kind of shit. So he's the guy who like stares directly at the ground when he walks with his arms straight down. (laughs) That's him. Everyone's like, ah, yeah. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. He's always has a backpack full of like uh, exclusive X-Men comics. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it gets to the point where, you know, Isaac's invited to come into London and they want him to join what's called the Royal Society. Ooh. Which is like the top scientist of Jerk-offs. the day. Yeah. And Isaac shows up and he's feeling pretty good. He's like, oh, this is, I didn't think so many people were going to care about this, but awesome. So he's wandering around. And people are like, well, what other stuff are you working on? And Isaac starts talking about fucking white light and rainbows being inside of it. And they're like, oh, we have a crazy guy. And everyone's like, oh, okay, he's, I don't think that's right. That, okay. I would love to think that he comes in the room, hair disheveled, because he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> right. Brings in a whole chest, opens it, and he's like, this is how light works. Okay, this is a new math called calculus. And to them... <laughs> They're it's like, a guy. It's like, so if you feed the fairies the correct sugar cubes, they will show you the unseen world. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Yeah. He doesn't go off on all the calculus stuff, but yeah, all the stuff he does talk about, everyone's like, this guy might not be that fucking smart. He sounds like a crazy idiot. So he made this this looky stick so he on lucked, accident. He, yeah, he lucked out, and now we have to deal with him. Yeah. But Isaac, even, you know, he's being nice. He's like, oh, I'll send you the papers. I've, I've got it all written down. I'll mail it to you guys. Check it out. It's good stuff. You'll, I think you'll find it interesting. If you find the telescope interesting, that's how I got to the telescope was I was figuring this other shit out. I didn't just pull it out of my ass. You guys, I've been, I was stuck at home for like a year and a half and I just did it. I just figured it out. What the fuck did you do? Yeah. In your quarantine? Did you just, did you seriously watch The Office over and over and over again? Yeah. Just on a loop? I did. And then at night... You'd be like, I should watch something else. And then you just watch The Office over and over again? Yeah. That's what you did? That's what I did. Because I invented calculus. That's what I've been fucking with over here. You sound crazy. God! But did you see the part when Michael Scott says, that's what she said? <laughs> yeah, because that's what she, yeah. 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 So, you know. Cool, cool telescope, though. Like, I don't, can I keep it? And this is why Isaac doesn't want to share any of his shit. But no, so, I mean, at this time, it's, by the way, it's 1672. Isaac's now 29 when he's adopted into this uh, royal society. That is so young, though, to be... Yeah, because from 22, 23 years old... So baller. ...to returning back to Cambridge, he taught for, you know, five or six years there, but nobody fucking went to. No one gives a shit. Yeah. So he does send papers about white light, and we're going to get a little more into that. But I also want to bring up, during this exact same time frame... That he was teaching that Cambridge is the same time where Isaac was like, well, it's alchemy. And he buys a couple furnaces. Woo! He buys a bunch of chemicals and ingredients and a bunch of books all based around alchemy. And he's now <sighs> practicing alchemy. He's an alchemist. So is he doing the traditional like lead to gold? Or, yep. Or is he doing anything to gold? So it's uh, it's any um, the idea. Well, let's talk about alchemy for a second. Cool. All right. Cause yeah, let's get like, you got a what you got a primer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't. He's at a he's at a point in the world where we don't we don't know that it's dumb. And I'm gonna get into that as well. All yeah. right. So, just in case you don't know what alchemy is, it's an ancient, actually, kind of philosophy. It dates back as far as 50 BCE. Hello. Yeah, I think mostly in China is where it kind of originated. But nonetheless, it's a natural philosophy and attempts to purify and perfect certain materials. For instance, trying to change a base metal 
into a noble metal, such as lead into gold. Yeah. Or tin into whatever. Which is a, it's a fun idea when you think of chemistry. Yeah. It is alchemy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just... Um, it's kind of a forerunner. They, of, they just of, weren't doing it right. Yeah. And you also can't do some... You can't turn a regular metal into a noble. Like, so, metal. yeah, I was going to say, it's a forerunner of, of chemistry, but with impossible goals that are is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Alchemy is bullshit. We know that now. And it alchemy is... is uh, it's a pseudoscience. From my understanding, there is a, a, a spiritual angle to it. Yeah, yeah. With like the language, there's sort of a, a, a cultish spirituality around oh, it. Yeah, so what it actually was invented for, who the fuck knows? So a lot of people like to make shit up. What the common alchemist was trying to do was they were trying to create a material called the Philosopher's Stone. Ah, uh, yeah, I've seen Harry Potter. Right. So the Philosopher's Stone has the ideas, and the legend goes that if you create this Philosopher's Stone, it doesn't take very much. It's supposed to be so potent that you only need a tiny bit. You mm. can change. Uh, you know, lead into gold, as well as cure elements of people. Like if someone had like, you know, that guy has a limp for his whole life. Well, give him the... Throw stone. stones at him. Yeah, give him Throw the... stones at his legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give him the stone and he'll be fine. You could also create the elixir of life from the uh, stone. That way you would be able to live forever, is the idea. Um. So this is just a give all. Yeah, it's the greatest magic. material you could essentially have. Okay, that's that's great. So yeah, so one of the greatest scientists and mathematicians in history who used scientific method and who particularly, as I stated before, wanted to have repeatable proof. He wanted to be able to say, yes, I can go recreate this in my life, yeah. is working with alchemy. I mean, maybe he just wants to be right so bad. I mean, that being said, it's not really that strange to think about it. Because, first of all, this is the age of science is just exploding. So everything is up for grabs. Yeah. Because at this point... Things that you were saying before was impossible. It's now possible with, with science mm -hmm. and vice versa. You're like, yeah, we, we now know that can't be because it doesn't check out over here. We've, we've studied it enough. That's just false. Yeah. That's silly. Like thinking that the sun rotates around the earth. That was the normal thing to think until somebody else, Galileo, came up and was like, that's not what's going on. And everyone thought he was the crazy one. Hmm. So it's just that kind of time frame of, you, you got to study it to be able to know if it's right or not. Which, and we are conveniently, you know, on the shoulders of giants. Checking off boxes. Yeah. So and I don't know much about chemistry. I mean, do you think that some of this, like, his science-y thing is that, like, it's not hard with chemistry to take one substance and turn it into another. Like, you can pull the nitrogen out of the air, and maybe he's like, I could do that with metal. And that's the other thing with, with alchemy that uh, scientists today talk about with, with Isaac is that it's not strange that he thought... He's answering or trying to answer some of the most basic questions of what is this element made of? Yeah. On like a tiny scale, like molecular or atom, but we don't have that shit yet. So no. without that knowledge, he's going, well, can I change it? Can I make something out of something else? Why what not? if I change the material substance that it's made of? So it's really not that crazy. As a matter of fact, there's a science behind that. There is some truth. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain truth to, like, yeah, everything is made out of the same thing, and you can turn it into other shit. It's kind of it's like Legos. Yeah. I just don't know what the thing is. I don't have the Lego pack. I'm working on it. I'm Newton. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. And My mind is unburdened yeah. by sex, like George Costanza in that one episode. Well, and when you're taking on this new project like alchemy, I mean, you're already having a hard time just convincing everybody, the top scientists of the world, that white light contains the colors of the rainbow, and they, they're having a hard time believing it. So you don't really have anybody to check you because when you've done something and you're like, I know this is how it is, and these idiots just don't get it, 
You can go look at something else that might sound crazy, but you got to go through the experiments to decide. Yeah, I mean, a lot of science is fucking bullshit and then being like, ah, we were wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fine. That's how you figure shit out. But not if he didn't stop doing it. We'll cut into it. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Now, another thing you need to know about Alchemist during this time frame is it wasn't really actually unheard of and and completely looked down upon. I mean, it, it's a mixture, and here's why. Mm. Um, many people would show up to nobles or kings and say that they had discovered the Philosopher's Stone. They could create it. It's very hard and time-consuming. And, and I'm going to need a lot of money. Yep. And that's it's, exactly what it was. It's the same thing as people knocking on my door every day. Hey, sir, I understand cold fusion. I need a thousand million dollars. Or have you heard the church in Christ and we need your money? It's the exact Secret same. To heaven. It's the same cell. Yeah. We got the snake oil salesman. We got the Mormon kid. And we got the guy with the cold fusion. And all of them I'm paying <laughs> to no end. I still don't feel good. Right. I, just, uh, I don't pay any of them. I feel great. Oh. That's the secret. Don't pay anybody. Yeah. Don't even pay your taxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Trump didn't. Fuck it. Fuck. Yeah. He became the king of the world. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because people would show up and tell these nobles, I can I can do it. You have to give me all the material and pay me. And people would throw money at it. The problem was is you would eventually get caught because you didn't deliver on your promise. And when you did, they would fucking execute your Move ass. towns. No, I'd kill you. They would be like, hey. You're not actually doing anything, you fraud. And yes, I am. Then they would, when they hang you, they would cover you in tin because it made you more of a spectacle. And that would be like, oh, everyone knows that's a, an alchemist that got caught, you know, being a fraud. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure there's some sort of mocking joke like, why don't you just turn the tin into air? Turn turn the rope into air and get yourself down, you alchemist. Go ahead, dipshit. Yeah. Where's your philosopher's stone? And the guy's going, <coughs> and then he died. Yeah, those were technically his last words. Yeah. It wasn't, I should have gotten a better job. <laughs> I shouldn't have lied. I should have lied. Yeah. I would imagine there were, like, traveling alchemists, though, like the way we used to have, like, doctors. Yeah. Do we travel towns? Yeah. Yeah. Get somebody to invest and then bounce. It probably. That's what I would do. You know, I can't I w- stay too long. No, that's what I would do. Got to keep moving. So while Isaac is mixing and burning different chemicals and metals in search of the Philosopher's Stone, he sends his papers to the Royal Society about the discovery of white light containing colors and it becomes the responsibility of another member of the Royal Society to check it out. It's kind of like peer review almost. Go see these claims. Go redo his experiments. See if you get the same thing. Pre-science. And the person that was named to do this is a guy named Robert Hook. Okay. He's an ass. Robert Hook sucks. Robert Hook sucks. <laughs> yeah. So Isaac and Robert would end up be becoming enemies and battling each other in the scientific world. It starts off, actually, Robert Hooke, you're getting a really good idea. This story explains him very well. So Robert Hooke's like, I got to go look at this white light shit that Isaac is claiming. Blah, blah, blah. And he writes a report back. Get my hooks into him. Just wait. And the report is so fucked up. It's so stupid. So what he first says, he's like, well, all of Isaac's experiments are accurate. And I know this because I already did them all years ago. <laughs> so, fuck, um, I guess if you want to think he's smart, that's stupid because I already figured all this out. But also, his conclusion is wrong. So, he not only kind of makes fun of Isaac, Aww. takes credit for Isaac's works, claiming it to be his own, but then still calls him wrong in the end, being like, Rainbow is not in White Light. So, he's wrong. <laughs> oh, you child. Yeah, and uh, they battle it out back and forth, you know, in the scientific world, just both claiming that the other is trying to steal the other's shit, because Robert Hooke really is trying to take credit. Is he actually 
like a, also a smart guy who was touching on these ideas and he was jealous or he just straight up be like no nah, i did this i know that's mine i did it i would say he's a smart guy See, but i wrote I, my name on it on crayon it's mine he's a smart guy but i would say out of the group probably surrounded by other smart people he wasn't that smart so he lied and tried to take credit for stuff matter of fact he's later accused of trying to steal other people's shit like a couple times over charlatan yeah robert hook sucks so isaac is pissed dumb name too. because not only is he right that the light contains the rainbow in you know in the light itself it's not something that you're doing that then adds in color so he's right he's done the calculations himself to him it's proven it's good and now not only does nobody believe him but then there's this jackass who's trying to also confirm that it's wrong and take credit for his experiments so isaac's fucking pissed he's already an introvert type of person he doesn't share all his shit and one of the first times he shares it some asshole is and, making him look stupid. He didn't even choose to share it particularly. So they battle out for years. Hell is other people. Other. Yeah. And Isaac doesn't already, he doesn't handle criticism very well. The few times that he's experienced in his life, it's been times where he felt very confident in his work. And when he shared it with someone and they were like, well, maybe if you actually write it out like this, he's like, you know, it's, I already did get, it that way. Get, it's wrong. Get away from me. You are just coming into this. I've been doing it for years. Don't either accept the information or just move along. You don't need to say anything to me because I already know it's right. And I mean, he's got a point because it's I, true. I kind of argue like that sometimes too, though. Yeah. Well, when you're when you're Isaac Newton, and you're the smartest person. Maybe you get away with it. Maybe you should. Maybe you deserve to no. to be allowed to get away with it. Yeah, I'm just an asshole. Same here with me. Yeah. Isaac. Yeah, he he's actually correct. Yeah. Like, I don't have time for this. I'm yeah. three steps ahead of you already. And he's like, you're three years behind me with your stupid question about why you do it this way. I you, don't. It, you still don't even believe that light is light. Yeah. You dick. Stupid idiot. Oh, colors are in the painting. Grow up. <laughs> Grow up. Yeah, so he's... Shove a telescope in your ass. He already doesn't like when someone makes a simple comment to him. This, what Robert Hooke is doing, just drives him to basically completely the Royal Society. He's like, fuck those people. Fuck y'all. They're not even going to look at my paper. They sent some jackass to Peace. read it. I, I, I'm not a part of the Royal Society anymore. And then he goes back home. I mean, it's not good in a modern context. Scientists need to be able to take scrutiny and defend themselves, but he's not accustomed to that. What? And at a certain point, he's like, I don't work for you. And Robert Hook's not fuck, even fuck criticizing you. him. He's literally lying and uh, saying, I, guess, like, I did this. I did it before he did. And also, he's wrong true. when he doesn't know what he's looking at. So the earlier scientists did have to deal with this kind of bullshit where they're like, no, try, uh, no, yeah. all right, this is your waste of time. Yeah. I could have proved a whole other theory by now, yeah. you fuck. You know, I've touched a lot of science. I probably would have proved plate tectonics if you hadn't opened your mouth. Yeah, probably. Uh, Jesus. He probably would have shared a lot more information that would have gone out quicker. But Isaac actually, from this point on, says, I'm never going to publish another scientific paper again. Damn. Because this paper's right, and everybody's fucking morons. So they can go fuck themselves. I'm not going to listen to someone say I'm wrong when I'm not, over yeah. and over. I mean, it's kind of, a, kind of a baby response, but I also get it where he's like, I don't need you people. Well, I don't, I don't need like, your validation. It's not like Robert Hooke came back with some sort of counter-argument like, well, actually, I did the calculations, and here's why I think it's wrong. He was just like, eh, he's wrong. He's an idiot. <laughs> Isaac, he thinks he thinks that when you're looking at sunlight, you're looking at colors that you can't see. Think about how ridiculous that all, sounds. All the colors in the air all the time? What? Go stare at the sun. That's what Isaac wants you to do, probably. Huh? He must, well, he does want you to stick metal into your eye until you see dots, but <laughs> I wrote that paper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I did it first. I did it. I, I did that years before him. 
So years. Isaac's now going to kind of throw himself further into alchemy because he's like, I'm going to make a big discovery and I'm going to show everybody up. And I think that's where it's at is in alchemy. So alchemy is outlawed, by the way, at this point. Oh, why? It's actually kind of funny. It's for a couple of reasons. British government feared that the economy would be would get debased from if everything was gold <laughs> if everyone started changing everything to gold like, our economy is gonna get ruined because my house is gold if everybody has gold then nothing's valuable but also that's... there's a lot of frauds who are making fake gold and they're thinking that's also causing the economy to have issues because people are are making mother of coins God. that aren't real legal. that's like us outlawing goblins because <laughs> we're afraid that they're going to wreck the taco truck industry yeah like no goblins <laughs> all right I, yeah. no i haven't seen one heard about it sounds scary it's illegal right it's illegal yeah basically so you're freaking me out and you know i mean there's still people that are still trying to practice it with nobles and stuff but nonetheless it's outlawed if you get caught doing it it's at least prison time if not death well i got a whole uh, regiment of goblins in my crawl space that i'm just waiting to unleash on the world yeah nobody's gonna stop me <laughs> I don't care if it's illegal. Yeah. I'm releasing those goblins. I'm going to destabilize the taco truck industry. I love the taco truck industry. I'm going to ruin it. Can I at least get a bunch before? Yeah. Okay. You can lead some of the regiments if you want to, if you want to be known as a goblin king. <laughs> goblin king. It's going to be something in this world. A little labyrinth. I got to sing. I think and it is. Have a uh, big bulge in my pants. Yeah. Tight pants. I mean, you could teach the goblins all the David Bowie songs. Got my baby. And march to the taco Crying trucks. Crying hard as babe could cry. <laughs> what should I do? I love it when Bowie does a, an Elvis impression. <laughs> yeah. That camera angle, too, was this low looking up at his junk angle. A lot. Not for children. <laughs> David Bowie is not for children. Yeah. That man is something else. He sort of was an alchemy kind of type. Is he? Well, he believed in all that occulty shit. Really? Or he was into that. it. That makes sense. But I think he defined it. Like Carl Jung does, where it's a, it's a spiritual metaphor. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It isn't. The goblins are real. I know. He was the king of them. Yeah. So while working in alchemy, Isaac, and uh, he has an assistant that's helping him in alchemy. And his assistant even writes down some stuff about how he doesn't even understand what Isaac is actually trying to accomplish. Because everyone's trying to get the Philosopher's Stone, and they're all trying to get you know gold and eternal life and all that shit. But the assistant actually writes down saying that he doesn't think that's what Isaac's goal is. It's just that he loves science and math and figuring shit out and that he's really just trying to find the next big breakthrough. He's really just doing chemistry now. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I mean to a degree. And he is definitely trying to meet those goals, but it doesn't seem to be because he wants more gold. It's to say, haha, I got, I'm at the goal. I win. Well, like he didn't publish uh, calculus when he invented it. it yeah. It's for him. Yeah. It's enjoyable. It's pleasurable. Like, if he did find the Philosopher's Stone, like if it was real, he maybe wouldn't have told anybody. Maybe he did, and we don't know, because he didn't, and he hid it away. He burned the papers. <laughs> yeah. So, Isaac's notes in alchemy work were written in code, because, again, it was illegal, and if he got caught, <laughs> he'd be screwed. <laughs> it's in code? Yeah. So, from the time that... Yeah. Uh, no, we, re we recently found out that Isaac was an alchemist, right? Like, we didn't know this for quite a while, and it's not until modern day... That we oh for real yeah we found all of his notes and as a matter of fact they I, got I guess you don't tell people about it yeah yeah he, nobody during his time ever knew he was into alchemy except for the people that he told which was like an assistant right and like that one guy he gave the telescope to earlier is like his only friend yeah pretty much all right so and Leibniz where he's like did you fucking come up with this too dickhead <laughs> Leibniz is like I don't know what you're doing yeah you're trying to turn stuff into gold I don't know what you're talking about. 
And some people feel like... I actually invented that already. I already invented that. Robert Hook comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I invented the word alchemy. I can already, I can already do it. <clears throat> I can already do it. Uh, let me see your papers just to check to see if it's... The, yep, same Make exact same. Sure it's write my same name on it. I'm going to take this. Oh, look at that. Oh, my name's on this because I wrote it. Do you have a cipher for this? I mean, I, I have. <laughs> I have. I just do you so, I, so it can be read by other people. Not me. Because I can read it. I know what it says. Oh. Give me the cipher. It's clear. It's obvious. It's easy. Just give me the cipher. A lot of people feel like this kind of diminishes Isaac's, I guess, discoveries in actual science that he did alchemy. And for a long time, it got brushed away when it was found out that Isaac had dabbled or worked very hard, actually, in alchemy. They they kind of like, okay, that's that's fine. It's fun. Maybe some people justified it to at least some degree of being like, he was still doing experiments. But yeah, the philosopher sounds bullshit. We know that now. But it wasn't until more recently that scientists started going, well, why was he so obsessed? And they started decoding these notes because when they first started it, they're like, this is all alchemy bullshit. Who cares? And they brush past it. And it's fan fiction. And now somebody's going like, let's see what all of his notes were saying. Mm. And we find out that he was actually more obsessed with the idea of ancient people knowing this truth of how the universe works and that it was somehow lost. And we're getting to the spiritual stuff. Lost truth. And that he could somehow find this information out by working in alchemy. And so the pyramids were built with resonating sound. And the the pyramid itself is a battery. Yeah, but like a really big one. Yeah. And every, you know, July the 12th, it shoots a laser into Andromeda and uh, and then our, and then the Anunnaki come back. That's what that's what Isaac was working on. And so, I mean, this is still outside of science and he is still actually making some chemistry discoveries, which is fun. But he's not doing it for that reason. He's trying to find this great truth. Isaac grew up in basically the Church of England. Right? That's what everybody is. Oh, it's not Catholic? Yeah, it's the Church of England at this cool. time. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, Henry was like 100 years before. Yep, yep, exactly. Will, William. I mean, it's still Hen- a, Henry VIII. kind of a form of, of Catholicism, right-ish. It's a lot of the same, like the, the God, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, right? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah, I think it's legitimately the same thing with like, Two differences, two, yeah. two or three. Doctrinal. You can remarry without. <laughs> well, that was one of them. <laughs> Henry can, right? Not, not you, fucks, right? Well, the king can, yeah. But anyway, so the idea is that he, at an early age, actually probably in his early twenties, started already questioning the church. He believes in God, and we're gonna find out he strictly believes in God himself. But this truth that he's trying to find, this ancient truth, he thinks is gonna solve the issues with what's going on with the church now because it seems corrupt it seems wrong all the ancient texts he's read on christianity itself hmm. seems to point in different directions than what the church is saying even catholicism oh boy i bet there are so many of those you know those websites where the the text is darker than the background so it's hard to read i know exactly what you're and talking you, about you have to highlight it to read it yeah yeah and it's a guy in his 50s talking about lost ancient knowledge yeah yeah isaac is in those notes somewhere it's, it's and i didn't realize that pages that were written back in 1995 when the internet was brand new yeah. about how the the grays are operating the yeah the the government but it's the the other it's not the grays that want to save us it's the other it's the norwegian ones <laughs> and they helped us build the pyramids earlier and alchemy uh, is a part of this yeah so it's somehow i know exactly those types of web you know there's a web page that went on for i don't know 20 something years where this guy wrote an entire story based off of the alien guy that is in the blue music video from eiffel 65 (laughs) 
and no comments. There's nothing on it. It's just a page that just continues gets added onto. Beautiful. For 20 years, a guy wrote on it, and someone recently discovered it, like in the last like five, 10 years. And is it a story about this blue alien? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I love the internet. Someone took the time of 20 years of writing the story based around this. Like, I, that's a long time to dedicate, dedicate to a, a fictional character in a music video of a shitty is, song. Well, it's kind of beautiful in a way. It's like insular. <laughs> yeah. It's like this insular absurdity. Yeah. It's like... Because uh, I imagine you start off as a joke, and I was like, actually, this is pretty good. And then <laughs> you realize you have schizophrenia and no friends, and so you just contribute to it every day. Until you die. So Isaac believes that Greek mythology has the clues. Greek and Roman mythology has all the clues to this lost wisdom of how the universe works. And he can figure it out through alchemy. He gets his recipes. This is a really weird idea. He gets his recipes from this mythology, Greek and Roman mythology. And the reason why is because Mm. we know at this time alchemists would use really weird fucking names for their ingredients. Like idiots, rather than just being like, I put in a dash of silver and I put in some copper and a little bit of marijuana and that's... Uh, that's what I put in this that's recipe. chicken souffle, yeah. Yeah. But instead, they're like, um, we're going to put in a dash of Jupiter with some Venus and don't, some Vulcan. Don't do that. And we know some of these ingredients, like, I mean, we know all the ingredients were specific to actual things. But they had code names. But they had code names. Why? I don't know. I think it was an alchemy thing more than like a, oh, we got to be secretive thing. Well, like, I think. To not get caught. It's supposed to be science manifesting spirituality. Pretty much, yeah. I think that's so a good I, way to put it. I guess you got to twist it in some dumb fuck way. Well, and if you think that's about it. That's what they do. So, <clears throat> you know, every Mormon has a heaven name. <laughs> just as real. Because codes are cool when you're, I mean, when you're five and you want to do, you know, yeah, code dude, name. Do you want a secret like, handshake? You want a secret handshake? And that fucking is part of the Mormon religion. So you can't get into our co- or to our cool a buddy house. house. Yeah. Uh, without the <laughs> secret handshake, and you're you're the only the name you use in our clubhouse. Hey, hey, dude, hey dudes only, except for when you have like ten wives. <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, we're gonna have a whole room full of just comic books and girls. Yeah, we're gonna have a room that's really just for guys because we got the priesthood. Yeah, well, yeah, we're gonna trick each other off. That's what only we can talk to God. No, nobody else can. <laughs> Not girls. No girls. Forever alone. tell women that they're less than us. And yeah, and no black people until the eighties. No. And even now, not really. And, uh, yeah, we were just humoring them just because we're like, we'll give let, us your money. Well, yeah, we'll let them in to give us their money, but don't give them a leadership position. Yeah. No. Uh, I'm just going to keep taking their money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is, oh, <laughs> this is going to be great. Anyway, so he decides that in order to find the recipes needed to make the Philosopher's Stone is hidden in these mythology stories. Because, for instance, there is a, a poem, an ancient Roman poem called The Net. And The Net is this. The Sandra Bullock movie. That's a great movie. I watched it recently. Did you? <laughs> so good. I, I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, I'm just so aware good. of its existence. Yeah, that's good. That, that movie predicted shit, too. It's, well, yeah, it's a, it's an ancient Roman myth. They were onto something. It's all but coming around. Oh, this is crazy. They had the ultimate truth back then. And Sandra Bullock has it right now. We're going to figure out the truth and the philosopher's stone. Tell us, Sandra! And Isaac's going to be there. Yeah, he's still, not, I'm sure he figured out how to not die. Yeah, he's got the elixir of life, so we're going to go hang out with him. Yeah, the elixir of life is never getting laid. Yeah. Okay, I guess I'm going to die. I'm, yeah. I choose. <laughs> yeah, I, ch- I choose to die. Yeah. I, for one, choose death. <laughs> <laughs> so what what the net is, the poem, is about a the god of Mars going in and finding his wife Venus, cheating on him with a god Vulcan. Okay. So if you heard all those things, those are all ingredients as well in alchemy. So sure. 
Isaac's going, oh my god, that's how I get my ingredients. I go read the mythologies, then I try those out, and supposedly the net, if you make that in alchemy, it is the first step that is needed to make the Philosopher's Stone. But isn't that supposed to mean something? Like, yeah, so the god of war... Vulcan is fire, Mars is like copper, and Venus is something else. But shouldn't it like resonate with what the gods are? Like, I think Mars is war, and Venus is love, and Vulcan is... I don't fire. I don't think he invented the words for what like Mars was going to equate to to the uh, material. Huh. Right. I just so, wonder what the metaphor is there, if there is one, or if they're just codes because people it's like just codes. nonsense, right? If you're in it, it sounds cool because you're like, oh, I just saw this story, and these are ingredients that are also called, hmm. you know, these are alchemist ingredients. Like, I just figured something out. When really, you just put two things together that weren't related, and you made the connection yourself. Which you could do with any book. You could do with anything. Yeah. Every book is a recipe book, if you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a good book. Yeah, good yeah. dinner, too. <laughs> Anything with chicken. Yeah. So that's what he's doing. And he creates the net and he writes it down. And he talks about it being a purple kind of alloy, having this net-like kind of structure that you can kind of see on the outside of it. What? And the cool thing is, is a scientist recently today who found these notes, who helped decode them, uh, was like, oh, I'm going to do the same steps he did. Let's see what he was all about. Mm -hmm. And the way you learn more about why he was obsessed with this shit is, I guess, just to redo him. He came up with the same scenario. He created the, he did all the stuff with the different chemicals, uh, got a, a purple metal alloy that had a net-like structure around it. He's like, so when Isaac did this, he thought he was onto something. Because it, it made sense. The net. And it's got a net-like structure. And it's... I mean, all right. It came out purple, which none of the stuff we put in there was purple. So this is crazy. He's not wrong. Something is happening there. It's just... Yeah. It's just pre-figuring like figuring out chemistry. And it is neat. Yeah. I, th I think it's cool that 300 years later, it's recreated again based off of his notes just for funsies. Of like, we could do it in here. Yeah. We just need really some metal hot. and fire and stuff. Yeah. Well, and I like it because someone named off a bunch of ingredients or how they would put it, even in Isaac's notes. So this is something you would read in alchemy as ingredients, but you wouldn't know as ingredients. So it'd be like, I added the hermaphrodite that is both father and mother to, to the stone with the green line and mixed in the minstrel of the sordid horror. That's, a, that's like a recipe. It sounds like tarot cards. All right, it does. Yeah, sounds, sounds bananas. Yeah, it sounds... At now, again, this sounds crazy to us because we have hindsight. We know this is all debunked, whatever. But, we're, but, we're, but Isaac's trying to figure out how to change molecules around without knowing or understanding what that actually means. Exactly. And, and you know, he touched on some correct things earlier. He's just sort of misinterpreted just yeah. this part. Actually, how do we know? Maybe it's fucking real and the greys are hiding the technology. <laughs> right. So that's what Isaac's doing. He does this for quite a while. He's just dabbling and changing things around he's also trying to make it work with his stuff he's working with physics because he still does work with other physics it's just all kept to himself mm -hmm. but for instance like when you start mixing certain chemicals and certain types of metal things almost grow right you've seen those in like the lab you can even watch them on youtube they're fun like you yeah. add you know sulfurous to something else sciencey what's that like and then satan fingers yeah thing that you can do it also metals start acting like they're like growing like plants or they're growing upward against gravity which is something he's now thinking about like why is it doing this this is weird i mean they do do weird shit you you could spiritually interpret that if you felt like it yeah i do like this idea of this concept though that he's trying to basically find the the materials of matter now that we know this information about isaac's alchemy work because of a lot of his notes that we have found one person bought a bunch of them in the early 1930s i think and 
found a bunch of this, and now there's a whole bunch that's actually held in Jerusalem, that is Isaac's notes, that have been decoded as well. Huh. And we learn even more things about him. And the other notes that are held in Jerusalem, uh, they contain another surprise that Isaac was trying to prove that the Trinity is false. Like, the Holy Trinity, as in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's pretty blasphemous. Yeah, he cannot talk about this. He, he probably wouldn't get executed for saying such, but he would definitely get imprisoned. And maybe executed. <laughs> If it's extreme enough, right? I think, yeah, that time, that's you don't fuck with that. And it's weird that he gets really into this, especially because later on, scientists did not realize he was so into God. In fact, they would say, like, the Newtonian way was a universe without God, and they would argue that. But huh. little did they know, Isaac had kept it all a secret that he thought that the universe worked with his math and his science alongside with God, and we'll get more into that. But he did not think that Jesus Christ was a God. And he, in fact, he thought it was blasphemy to say such because the first commandment even says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Oh, shit. And so there's only one God and Jesus might have been the son of God, but he should not be worshipped as a God. And I don't know why he got so stuck on this, but... He... Yeah, you can't science the Bible. The whole thing is nonsense. Yeah. If you try to apply logic to it, it makes less sense. But nonetheless, he thought the whole doctrine was basically being taught incorrectly and therefore thought the Church of England and Catholicism was just wrong. They were wow. fucked up and... Hey, good for him. Like, you know, those are the thoughts that we had when we were like 14. Yeah. I mean, he's so indoctrinated, it takes him a lot, and he has to be a super genius. And you go to prison if you say any of this, so he's still a risk. He scratched on that surface the same way we did when we were 14, like, mom, come on. Doesn't make sense. Oh, because like so, Jesus is God, and they're both the same, and yet he talks to himself. That's fucking yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Oh, and I'm sorry. So when I'm jerking it in the bathtub, like the Holy Ghost is just there, <laughs> and watching. Who the, who the hell is he? <laughs> yeah. Why does he even need to be there? Isn't God everywhere? Why he needs to be everywhere twice? Okay. How is he everywhere all the time? Okay. Okay. Mom, I'll buy that. That happens with Santa. <laughs> but three guys? No. That's just, no. This is so stupid. It's funny because out of all these notes that we now have today, he wrote more on God, theology, and alchemy than he did ever with science and math. He got combined. obsessed. Yeah. So what we praise him for and his huge, giant discoveries nonetheless, mm. he wrote way more about God and, and alchemy. Uh, he also has this working, ongoing thing about trying to find out when civilization started on Earth. What the fuck, Isaac? What is he talking about? And he worked on it for 30 years, but he kept just going back and reworking it. And he's got like all these groupings of dates and time frames, and then he goes back and erases it and then tries to connect it to other things. Basically, rereading re the Bible over and over, thinking there's clues in there. Oh, buddy. And he basically dates. So this is Tesla level. He, he just went nuts. Kind of a little bit. When you're just so smart. I mean, he's still working on other science stuff, but yeah, 30 years of trying to figure out when did civilization start. Well, thinking that the Bible holds secret codes. Yeah. He, I think he lost it. A little bit, yeah. Well, and so he dates the first civilization to be at 980 BCE, even though... 900? Even though today we know it's <laughs> thousands of years before that. But that's what he kind of thought. Another kind of fun thing is a lot of people said that... We did a, an episode of Ramses, which is... Yeah, oh, several hundred years before that. Yeah. Oh, poor Isaac. I mean, we think civilization started at least 3,000 BCE, so I, thousands of years before he passed. And I'd be open to it being considerably older. We just don't have artifacts. Yeah. You know, there's just no defining way. This is also the 1600s, right? Like, we didn't. he didn't know when the Egyptians, how long ago they lived. He didn't. 
he's making his best guess from the information that's available to him. So there's a prediction that was made by Isaac that the world was going to end in 2060. Yeah, it did. Oh, 2060 now? 2060, like as in 40 years from the time this episode is being recorded. he calculated that through alchemy? So this is what's fun, is in 2003, our time frame, right? Yeah. A newspaper wrote out this whole entire article about how Isaac predicted that the world was going to end. The end of times, in a biblical sense, Armageddon, the second coming, whatever you want to call it. He would know. Was in 2060 and that he, that, that first got out there. The problem is, is out of context. Someone was just trying to write uh, an article to get seen. Well, I mean, it was right after the year 2000. We needed some apocalyptic talk again. Yep. And more newspapers picked it up and started redistributing the same idea and adding to it saying that, well, he had this math calculation based off reading the Bible over and over. So they're taking parts and pieces of the story and they're building up an article. Really, what we find out, if you actually go read his notes on it, is that he was completely against trying to guess the end of time. He says that it, he was so sick of it because it happened so much back then, which we're still hearing about today. Apparently, this just is forever. Everyone's just going to constantly make predictions. It's a human compulsion. We're we're yeah. certain that the end is coming, and we're just always like, it's coming. Sometime. Oh, so uh, Probably shit. this time. I probably can figure it out. Let me just uh, do some math, and I'll Get, figure it out. You know, hang out with that toilet paper. But he was... he Mayan made... calendar! <laughs> it's been misinterpreted! Yeah. Isaac, though, uh, was mocking it when he did this prediction. I love that. He said that no man should know according to the Bible, so why are people making predictions? I might as well say, you know, it, it will end in 2060 and it doesn't matter. And someone took that out of context and was like, he, he made the prediction. But even after he wrote the prediction and before, he was saying, like, it isn't, it's not, quit trying to do this. That happens You're so just throwing out numbers. often. We're like, like an older text, it'll be the the writer is is satirizing or, or parodying other people, which in our day would be like that uh, SpongeBob meme. He's like, ooh, yeah, yeah, and he's saying <sighs> he's saying, yeah, you could go ahead and say the world the world's gonna end in twenty sixty. I read the Bible and I did the math, but I'm but I'm not gonna say it. And so then somebody clips out that twenty sixty thing. Yep, that's exactly what happened. That's ridiculous. And then it wasn't until two thousand three that. That it started getting passed around. I'll take 2060. Actually, you know, looking at uh, climate change, we might actually only have about 40. Years. Yeah, right. <laughs> Strap yeah. in, motherfuckers. So we're now getting to Isaac's early 40s. Isaac is pulled back into the realm of science and physics with the help of an astronomer named Edmund Haley, as in the the comet Haley's comet is named after. That motherfucker killed a bunch of people. Did he really? Well, inadvertently with Heaven's Gate. What's Heaven's Gate? Those people who all killed these killed themselves to get to the spaceship that was behind Haley's comet might be Hale Bob. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You know Heaven's Gate? Uh-uh. They're like uh, '90s cult. Uh, they all wore the same sneakers. Oh, I'm not gonna blame Edmund Haley for that. That sounds like a bunch of idiots. Well, he discovered the comet because he knew about the alien ship behind it mm. that that took their souls after they died in ni- 1997 or something. Like that. Sure. Well, so Edmund, obviously, he's an astronomer. He's, that's why Haley's Comet's named after him. I wouldn't have thought that he was this early. Yeah. And Edmund decides to go visit Isaac, because he knows Isaac's brilliance. Um, he's heard some things about him being a great mathematician, holding the chair. Well, he looked at the telescope, and he's like, this says Newton, Inc. Yeah, right. Who's, who's this motherfucker? Like, who's this guy. motherfucker? This is the guy I need to go talk to. So it's this is a cool, fun story. So Edmund shows up to Isaac, and he asks him a simple question about planetary orbits. Um <clears throat> 
he says, what kind of curve would be described by the planet's orbits around the sun? And Isaac simply answers, like, right away, he's like, it's an ellipse. Round? It's an ellipse. So egg-shaped. Yeah. And when Edmund asks, how do you know it's an ellipse and not just perfectly circular or anything like that, Isaac simply responds back, because I already did the calculations. (laughs) I've already figured this out a long time ago. Idiot. And Edmund's like, can I look at the calculations? Wait, I'm sorry. What did you just say to me? And he's nice. Isaac's nice to Edmund. Edmund's a good guy. Well, no, Haley, I mean, he's going to be like, this has been racking my brain. So I asked him, he's like, oh, I already figured that out. Yeah. He's like, I got the papers around here somewhere. I already got the calculations and everything. So Who are you? Isaac tells him, he's like, yeah, I'll give them to you and you can check them out. And Edmund's like, this is insane. Awesome. Can I have them? And so um, Isaac has to rewrite them because he's just has like that was years ago like 20 years ago he figured all this shit out just didn't tell anybody and didn't tell anybody and so he's like yeah i'll I'll redo the calculations no problem he's not afraid of another robert hook situation i don't think so robert hook's an ass i think he doesn't mind edmund because edmund kind of came and showed up and was like i think you're awesome what do you think about this stuff dude can i have your autograph and isaac's realizing that what about planets hey He's realizing that he's he's open, and he's an astronomer, and he's looking up in the skies himself. So he's like, yeah. What's this weird purple rock on your desk? No, don't, don't touch that. Don't touch it. Oh, all the energies of the ancient spirits are imbued in the stone. So yeah, he does. He rewrites the equations, gives them to Edmund. Edmund takes him back to essentially like the Royal Society again, and everybody's going crazy. Um before he even actually gets the notes fully, Edmund goes back to Royal Society, says it's an ellipse. He's like, I think that Isaac might be right. He's sending me the notes. And so they're sitting there discussing it, and they have a bunch of questions after this that they're wanting to know about planetary oh, of course. Um, orbit. Well, like, because you, you assume it's a heavenly situation, so it's a perfect circle. Because yeah. that's plut- that's uh, platonic from, from looks Plato's nice. stupid bullshit that he created in, in culture. But then he invents calculus, and he's like, no, it's like it's literally like a heavy thing falling. Yeah. So it's going to go, whoa, and come back. Yeah. And everyone's like... So Edmund's explaining their this. Shit your fucking pants. And they're like, well, what's keeping it to attract that way? And if it's an ellipsis, is it getting like faster and, and slower at certain points? Which you would need calculus in order to find that out. Look out, bitch. Yeah. And so they're asking all these questions. They're like, we need a new math. And they start making guesses, accurate guesses, that the attraction becomes weaker with distance. So gravitational pull, the further away from the mass, the weaker it gets, the slower it moves, and then it the, gets whipped back around. The thing is actually trying to break out. And well, not intentionally, I guess, but with all these questions, uh, Isaac eventually sends Edmund not only his notes on what he was talking about with Edmund, but a whole bunch of other notes, and it answers pretty much all the questions that they're now asking each other. They're going like, "Well, how does this then?" And then they look at the notes, like Isaac already figured this shit out. Look at all this, and they check it, and he, it's all right. And, he got through all of this already, and they're like, "Holy fuck!" And Isaac, this is the guy earlier with the bullshit about the colors, <laughs> the light color. <laughs> the same guy. It's the same guy. And Isaac, I'm pretty sure, wrote all of this stuff out like decades ago, at least a decade ago. Dude, I was like 16 when I came up with this. Like, where have you guys been? Yeah, and so they're all like mind blowing, and Isaac's just like rooting around his old notes and shit. Like, here you go, you can take a look at that sure. too. And because it's such a, a huge discovery on this alone, people are talking about like wanting to get him to publish all this information. Because he was pissed at the royal fan or the royal society, he he hadn't published any of it before. So Isaac, this kind of puts a fire under his ass back into science world. So he's saying, like, you can have all that stuff I sent you, fine. But now I have some of my own questions. You guys really like this shit. Yeah. That's fun. He's like, I've actually, this is interesting again to me. I'm going to, uh, I have some of, some of my own questions. In the next 18 months, Isaac works tirelessly, pretty much seeing nobody, barely eating, barely sleeping. And he, he wants to know a simple thing. 
how do planets move through space? That's what he wants to answer in just general. Not like okay. no matter what scenario the planet is in, whether it's orbiting something, is it orbiting, you know, does it have orbits around itself while it's orbiting? Like I want to know how it all moves. And in 1686, at 43 years old, he finishes and submits a 500-page draft called the Principia Mathematica to the Royal Society. Which is, what, Latin for mathematical principles, I think? Yeah, pretty much. They say smarty pants do that kind of... They love Latin for some fucking reason. I don't know why. Just fucking... Shut up. Well, oh, you're so fucking fancy? Come on. So, what this is, the Principia... uh, Principia is it's a framework of how physics works in the universe in general like the universal is this like laws of the universe like the first book on astronomy or the first book on uh uh chemistry motion not chemistry I mean, and uh calculus motion and gravity okay with cal- with calculus being able to tie it all together to hold down and explain how and why yeah i feel like i've heard of this book it sounds important yeah so uh it's physics in space with large bodies of planets and how they interact with each other and basically with the gravitational pull so to give you an example the principia it starts off by giving the reader something to base off of for the rest of the information and that starting point is his three famous laws so the law one is an object in motion will remain in motion forever unless acted upon by an external force okay which we know is true uh still hard for my brain to understand but i believe you yep Uh, i've seen space so the first law the way i always think about it is essentially if you were to throw an object in space whatever speed it's going will continue that speed until something disrupts it unless yeah something interrupts something yeah yeah. Or something hits it on its way. So, but it'll just go forever. Yeah. Cause he was thinking earlier about when he was thinking about gravity and arcs from his semen shoot. Right. He's like, if I did this in space, it would just go. Just forever. Until I panspermia a planet and I become the god of that planet unintentionally. Right. It would go in a straight line. Yeah. Exactly. The second law he, put, he puts in there. He had. It says an object's rate of acceleration is proportional to the force exerted on it. So however hard I throw the thing, that's how how fast it will go. However much force I put into it, that's the force that it will continue going. It like absorbs the force that you're putting into it, and it stays that way. Yeah, so if I throw it at interrupted. two miles an hour, it'll continue at two miles an hour if you're in space. If I throw it harder at 10 miles an hour, it'll do 10 miles an hour. So it just continues. Whatever force was applied to it, it continues with that same amount It's of force. bizarre that he could logic that having never been in space yeah how the fuck do you know that space is a vacuum we're gonna explain here in a bit it's cool wait the third law he puts is for every action there is an equal and opposing reaction some people say this uh because it was translated later uh, differently i guess this is how we now write the law the third law but a lot of people like to explain it in a different way but essentially saying that like if i push against the rock the rock pushes against me so if I, if I take my finger and I push against the rock, the same amount of equal force that I push against the rock, the rock pushes back on me. Yeah, I think it's just another, from the second law, it's an energy transfer. But mm-hmm. you're talking about, in the second law, you're talking about you interacting with one object. And in the third law, it's you interacting with an object that interacts with an object. and Or interacts back with you. Right. Yeah. So so the energy transfer is always the same. So it's sort of that same idea that later comes out that you know energy can't die, and it's just exchanged. Yeah. Like, yeah. It continues to move through. And Which I don't like. I like. Well, I, I like. like that it's true. My brain doesn't. My brain is, is too small. It is weird. Because I've never been to space and pushed on a rock. Yeah. I just never have. Yeah. But you can just do it here on Earth. You push it against a rock and it's pushing you back. 
Well, I don't know what's pushing it back. I haven't asked it. So, I mean, these laws are like one of the most important discoveries in modern physics. It launches uh, basically science. No pun intended. Launch, <laughs> launches. 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 Like it rockets. Bla it blasts <laughs> us into a higher understanding. <laughs> uh, blasting, yeah. Of yeah. how physics works. It ends. Ass blasted progress. And these laws don't just apply here on Earth, they apply universally throughout the entire universe. We haven't been anywhere Hence else. What universal means. Universal. <clears throat> but but yeah. not galactically, though. But so that's it only, the idea. It only works in this universe. Now. This is where gravity becomes important because if you think about all the things I just said, that seems to make perfect sense when you're talking about space. However, I can't throw a rock forever. It doesn't go into a straight line. That's where gravity comes into play because something is exerting force against gravity it. Gravity and air and whatever. Yeah. So it kind of almost automatically goes into this idea of, well, that's how all these planets are working. That's how everything's working out in space. Yeah. Something is preventing that from happening. A different kind of force. I now need to know what that force is. But I still think that... It's Jesus' love. It's all the same. Whatever is happening with the apple falling to the tree is the same thing that's happening with the moon. And I need to find a way to explain that, which he does. Which, again, is a very surprising logical step to take. It is. Why, it, why would you think the same laws apply here as in out there? Most people did not. In fact, when Isaac said that, I everyone was like, oh, that doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. We're, this is different. This like, is... Up there is like dark. Yeah. And there's just like, other, there's like points of light. I think they're like fireflies caught in the big bluish black thing. Yeah. Down here, things fall. Yeah. So that's different worlds. So you're smoking crack cocaine, <laughs> Isaac Newton, and I am smart. I'm smart. That's what, uh, you know, flat earthers think is that all this physics and all this math and all this information. I don't get it. Is, it's not real. Yeah. It's basically you're just taking this information from Isaac and other scientists and it, it sounds crazy. And that's not how it works. You're just agreeing with that's what they said. So I'm just, you guys are just this flat. fucking sheep, man. Like when I speak, when I spoke like woke shit, you all just bad you me. You fucking sheep. Oh my God, dude. Do you know how many red pills I put into my <laughs> diet Mountain Dew every day? I'm fucking ready to explain this to you, but you're too, uh, <laughs> So in 1687, Isaac's about 44 years old. Now, even though all of this explains how motion works both in space and Earth, Isaac wants to go even further with gravity itself. To explain how gravity works, Isaac provides a thought experiment. This will help you understand how the moon Do it. is able to orbit us, and yet the apple falls. Experiment with my thoughts, Isaac. So this is going to be kind of hard because I don't have any visuals, of course, since it's a podcast. But he states that if you were to put a cannon on an extremely high mountain. Now, you got to think of this you mountain. Say, you say a cannon? A cannon. Okay. Sorry, yes. I'm talking too I fast. thought you said can of. And I was like, a can of what? So, yeah, you have to think of a mountain protruding out of Earth. Like, if you were looking at Earth from space pretty far away and you could see Earth, It'd be just a huge giant mountain poking out. Like yes. Higher than what we actually have by a lot. But you put a cannon on top of that. And so Isaac says, if I fire the cannon, if it's a slow enough speed, the cannonball's going to come out and then just drop next to the mountain, right? It's going to just fall down towards the earth. Ever much powder, I guess, you use? I don't know. Yeah. He's like, but what if I, if I did a little bit more force, it will go a little bit further and kind of around because it's getting pulled towards earth. It's not going out into space. But it's going kind of a little bit further than the first ball I shot that was slower speeds. But it goes a little bit further. Well, if I keep exerting more and more um, speed to it, more and more force to the cannon, then it will eventually go all the way around and maybe even halfway on the other side of the planet until it finally drops. Because it's slowly dropping while I'm exerting more. He says eventually, though, I should be able to find a balancing act where I can shoot the cannon so hard 
that it goes all the way around the earth and comes back around to where I originally shot it. And hits me in the back of the head. Well, at this point, it's basically an orbit because it will just continue on this path. If I shoot it any harder, it goes off into space in a straight line following the, the law I say, stated before. If I shoot yeah. it any slower, it falls to the earth eventually. But there should be a point where I can shoot it and it just keeps on. It's both falling with enough force from the gravity as well as enough force I have applied outward that it's not ever going to land. And therefore, yeah. orbit. Anything in space, in any space, is always being affected to go down. Yes. And they only stop going down because they hit the earth. So if you weren't hitting the earth, you would just keep falling Yeah, in a circle. And that's a great way of putting it because that's what satellites are doing or what the moon is doing is, is in our orbit constantly following. It just has enough force being pushed in another direction that it's not going to ever land on earth. And as he said before, it's not going to stop doing that Yeah, it, unless it gets interrupted. Unless yeah. Superman comes and pushes on the moon the other direction yeah. and fucks up the tides or something. it's a That's a bizarre... I, I don't like that. It, it, if you're having a hard time because I'm, one, I'm shit explaining it, two, I don't have any way of visually showing you, you can actually go onto YouTube and watch something like this, basically how does orbit work, you know, and you can see this kind of thought process, and yeah. it, it helps really get a good idea of being like, okay, and that's the idea the moon is also doing. Like, it's easy yeah. to see with this cannon that I'm, like, trying to do, but that's what the moon's doing, too, and that's what the apple's doing. The apple's just doing it closer to the mass and so it's not getting shot in a direction it's just falling to the earth the moon would be falling to the earth but it's also got enough exert exerting force in another direction that it's just falling constantly and never yeah. landing it's cool you go go check it out and not you know not having um sort of the uh, the general rel relativity that einstein comes up with later to explain it like uh time space sheets. No. he got it yeah without that other context and he also has an einsteinian thing where he can come up with these thought experiments that nobody's ever thought about before yeah where he's like nah i, I can explain it to you let me use cartoons well, people actually like this when he explained this people kind of got an understanding in the science world because before this everyone was like you're fucking crazy we don't know what you're talking about but after he gave up a shit ton of papers explained like yeah orbits uh an ellipse and and here's all the information and, and more on top of it they're all like this is insane then he comes and gives this idea and everyone's like I can visually see this. I, I understand what you're saying. Get out of here. Well, besides essentially discovering gravity and stating how it works, he even writes out a mathematical equation for it, which is F equals G to the mass of the first subject times the mass of the second subject divided by... Which, of course, everybody knows. Um, it's, it's as catchy... Oh, it's Sorry. It's as catchy as E equals MC squared. We all have it memorized. Yeah. Everybody knows. Everybody knows F equals D over 2 plus R3 to the... F what did you say? Yeah. So it's gravity times the mass of the first object times the mass of the second object divided by the distance of these two objects. Of course. From their center of their mass. And the idea being that when you apply this, you can see how much the gravity is affecting both of these objects. Because gravity is going to affect it depending on its distance from each other. Yeah. The further it gets away, and this is also a calculus um, yeah. formula because you can keep applying this to a planet that's orbiting the sun, and if you keep applying it at each point, you'll notice it slows down when it's further away and speeds up when it gets closer to the other mass. Knowing that the closer you are to a larger object, the greater the force is. Yep. Well, so as I was saying that everybody was super excited about this because this is an incredible claim. Ooh. I lied. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, I was going to actually ask you because it doesn't feel like people would understand that. Yep. I'm so, a, I have a hard time with it now. That's how it should have gone, the way I explained it a second ago. Like all of England should have went, Woo! 
This is an incredible discovery. Woo! Yeah. Grab a what? Grab a now. Get your drink on. We understand. Dun, 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 and etc. Yeah. And the queen and the queen would have like learned how to like do hip dances. Isaac, I give you the crown of England yeah. for being the smartiest pants of the smarty pants. And then and then Isaac woke up from his dream and was like, uh, That's right, I was trying by idiots. That's right. I remember now. They don't understand me. Yeah, so Isaac can enjoy this giant discovery that he's just figured out because as he proposes this and publishes it, his old nemesis, Robert Hook. Fuck face. Yeah, he comes back around again. So I'll kick your grave. Yeah, Robert Hook claimed that not only had he come up with these ideas first and i'm not joking you that's what he said did he say canon so i was talking about canon like 20 years ago oh gravity i know about gravity i knew that when i was like fucking six years old so isaac is just such a jerk off okay so let me explain to you if you have a cannon on a mountain okay <laughs> let me tell you this doesn't make any sense but i i wrote it yeah i wrote it so robert claims to come up with it um, he also gets further attacked by the scientist community because Isaac didn't explain what gravity is. He just was explaining how it works. Like, I, there's a force, it exists, and I, I can calculate it out. And he admits that he doesn't know 100%. Yeah, Isaac never claimed that he knew what gravity was, why it exists, why it's, why this planet is attracted to this other planet or whatever. Yeah. He's just saying, like, well, look, there's, a, there's an invisible force. It's crazy, but it's calculable. I can tell you how much force is being pushed against these two different yeah. giant bodies in the, in the heavens. Well, like, I can shoot a cannon off a mountain. I can't shoot it forever. That's what the moon does. It's yeah. observable. Yeah. Hook. And so he gets attacked because he doesn't explain why gravity is, right? He doesn't explain why it exists. Jesus. Just say, just say, just. And Isaac, he, he couldn't, Isaac couldn't explain what it is. He couldn't explain why these things were attracted. So because of this, all the scientists believe that this is now starting to go into like a more kind of a cult philosophy, much like alchemy. And that he's like talking about invisible things and crazy forces that we can't see and yeah so it just basically gets rejected so he goes on for another 20 years isaac back to experiencing with alchemy he's like fine fuck you guys god i i don't need this gave you all my stuff it's all good it's all right and you guys are stupid so fine i'm gonna go work back on alchemy i want to make gold yeah but he's not getting any results with this how with alchemy how like, bizarre yeah like with math and science he ends up coming to a conclusion and can explain it alchemy after 20 more years dumped into it he finally gets to the point where he's like all right there's nothing to show for here Fuck. there's nothing this is all garbage i didn't find anything worth finding i definitely didn't find anything that i was looking for in my goals of this philosopher's stone or anything like that this is shit and he kind of has a little bit of a mini breakdown and goes a little crazy yep i i would imagine um again tesla-esque and especially in this your one brain because fucks up. you've been working on alchemy for fucking at least 40 years of your life and you finally come to the conclusion that it's bullshit so you're upset about that because it feels like a big giant waste on top of that the actual contributions that you've been giving to math and science the entire community and science don't well, give a shit. Yeah, they they think you're crazy. They don't think that it's correct, even though you know it is. And uh, yeah, you start having any breakdown. So what he does when he kind of loses his mind is he starts making these crazy accusations that the few friends he has don't really know why he was probably deprived of sleep while he was trying to work on a whole bunch of different things. But he accuses John Locke, by the way, he's one of his friends. The uh, philosopher John, yeah the philosopher john locke yeah. so he accuses john locke of trying to distract isaac with women 
so he won't work. That's that's what Isaac claims. That is even funnier. Yeah, he says, "Well, John Locke is trying to distract me from my work. He's throwing women my way, and I just can't do it." Isaac, hey, come out, buddy. We, I got chicks for you. Look, put, put that shit down. You've been working hard. You have never gotten laid. I think you just need to clear your mind. I, I'm trying to help you out because I think you're a good guy, and that's really just all that that needs to happen. You, you just gotta need to get, get your dick wet, just a little bit. All right, buddy. And then he gets pissed off and says, "You're trying to stop me my work. Go away." And I think that's probably actually a really good idea. Probably what happened, if anything at all happened. But John like responds back and is like, "I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Like, are you okay?" I will turn your brain into gold. Get the harlots away from me. <sighs> the hoes and the sluts of the gutters of and the world and London and all of them. They're delicious. Remember the ankles. plague? They spread the plague, the women do. Oh, from their vaginas I've never seen. Mm. Just open holes of locusts. They just have all those vaginas that they won't let you touch. And you know what? It's empty. What's in there? I don't know. <laughs> what are they hiding? What are they hiding? Is that where the Philosopher's Stone is? That's where it is, isn't it? Give me your pussy. <laughs> um, sir? Give me your pussy! And then he does. He finds the Philosopher's Stone. It was just a different thing than he thought it was. Ah. He was like, Oh, this is so nice! The Philosopher's Stone is just a really solid orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> Into a woman whose name you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Betty. It's a Betty. Rhonda. I'm so sorry. I, I really don't. I really, I mean, I usually remember everything. I don't do remember. You need, do you need money for a, a a horse cab carriage? No. So, yeah, he freaks out, and John Locke is like, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I wasn't trying to do any of that. And then, like, a couple weeks later, Isaac apologizes. And he tells all his friends that he made these crazy accusations. He's like, I'm sorry, guys. I was sick. I wasn't feeling well. I was up for more than five days straight without any sleep. I was saying crazy things to everybody. Please forgive me. I'm super sorry. Nice. And they all do. They're all, all like, right. all right, buddy. You're you're okay. You feeling all right? All of a sudden, he kind of goes into this new self of him. It's weird. So Isaac starts to kind of pick himself up and all of a sudden gains a shit ton of confidence. And hmm. decides he's going to start just doing what he knows in the science world. Doesn't care if anyone accepts it or not. I guess he toughened up his skin a little bit. Fuck you. I do what I want. Yeah. So in 1690s, and he's about in his 50s, after his meltdown, he moves into London, starts dressing much more properly with his own Hello. wigs and all that, and he becomes hired for the Master of the Mint, which is a well-paying job, and puts him in charge of issuing new currency and hunting out counterfeiters, which he He's does. like in charge of money? Yeah. Wow. He's like the guy who's like, make the gold, and I want this design to be on the coins, and blah, blah, blah. Sounds like a good gig. But he also is trying to hunt out counterfeiters who are trying to make fake coins and uh, ruining the economy, and he apparently is able to hunt down about uh, two dozen different counterfeiters and they are hung and executed under oh, him oh boy because it was a high crime to do that clearly counterfeiting is not great for the economy but they don't deserve to probably not a little excessive there Isaac. i know if you counterfeit today in ours you'll get like federal prison time of like 25 years at least or something like yeah, that but they won't kill you yeah it seems a little excessive guys 1600s man relax look understand the gravity of the situation oh. they didn't kill anybody 
Oh, how do you like them apples? Is what he said to him, though. How do you like, like okay. that apple? <laughs> Throws an apple at their head. Fuck you, you're dead. I'm like, why you hang? You do this every time you arrest somebody. Yeah, you Where do you even it. get the apple from? Oh, it's in my orchard. I got a bunch of them. I just bring them here. All right, it's a good. It was funny for the first three times. <laughs> right, in 1691, Isaac then becomes a member of Parliament, which yeah. is interesting. People voted for his weird ass. Yeah, Parliament's member holds a lot of chairs. He really doesn't say anything in Parliament. As a matter of fact, the only thing that's recorded down is him telling somebody else to close the window because he was cold. I do. So he really doesn't say anything or... He doesn't seem like a political bring type. up anything. Yeah. On top of that, in 1703, at 60 years old, he uh, becomes the president of the Royal Society as people are now starting to finally be like, oh, all this shit that he's been saying this whole time... Yeah, it's legit. Kinda and we're now sense. backing it up and testing it ourselves and confirming peer review kind of a style, right? Light bulb. And all of a sudden, he's becoming more popular. He's gaining more confidence as he goes. He's he's settling quite nicely in this, oh my God, the science world is finally recognizing my work. I've got a great job and I'm in parliament. Everybody's starting to love me. This, this is, is how it should have been fucking 40 years ago. This when is I, kind of adorable. Yeah, right? Yeah, that he's getting self-confidence from just being acknowledged. And he got rid of alchemy. He's like, that was bullshit. So he's really getting there. In 1705, he's even knighted by Queen Anne, Queen of England. And uh, nobody really knows why. Some people think it was because of his scientific accomplishments, which it might have been. Some people think it was kind of also more of a political move in a much deeper kind of hmm. politic kind of way. So I, 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 don't, I don't think it's super easy to get knighted, but... No, but I mean, like, it's Sir Elton John and Sir Paul McCartney. Like, it's it's not about defending the nation as much as just having an impact on their culture. Yeah, pretty much. It's probably the science shit. And so we now have Sir Isaac Newton rather than just normal Isaac Newton. Mister. What a prick. And the year after Robert Asshole Hook dies, this is like one of my favorite parts, around the same time for him, he's not ass. Yeah. So Robert Hook, he dies. And a year afterwards, oh. Isaac starts publishing a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Because he's like, I don't finally have that guy who's going to come and start fucking saying all this who, shit. You know who, what he was? He's going to claim he found it first. He was a counterfeiter. No, Hook was a counterfeiter of Newton's work. Yeah. I hunt counterfeiters. And he's like, I'm not fucking Bam. Him. So he uh, puts out his next great masterpiece, Isaac does, called Optics, which is uh, a big paper that further explains his work with light. And at the end of the book, finally, Isaac gives some of his greatest and the, the key ideas based around calculus and publishes them with a lot of equations oh, wow. and formulas to back them up I was that he the, created like 40 years earlier. I was in, Yeah, I was under the impression that all that calculus shit was in his earlier book, but it's in optics. Yeah, this and, is like where all of it's really at. And is the is optics like the main part of it, more of his uh, spectral thing about colors? No, no. I think he just kind of dumped this at the end, just kind of being like, by the way, here's all this cool shit too. I got a lot of thoughts. I'm just going to put them all in here. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, where did Leibniz? Leibniz. Leib where did he come up with being like, no, I So he published it, I think, about a decade before this got published just now. But the difference is, is Isaac had notes and stuff from forty years back. Look at the date. I mean, at least to some degree, maybe not look, the full amount of all the, the information he released just now, but yeah, he had it all. Look at the date, Dick. Yeah, that's kind of interesting that he, he finally, he calculus, he just finally published all of his information on that. So bizarre. A lot of the science people we do release their shit ASAP. Yeah. Both because they need the money from it or the prestige or self-esteem, and he's just been holding on to it because he doesn't give two shits. Yeah. Isaac's a weirdo. If people understand it. But then they start to he understand tried to it. teach it in classes, but nobody knew, and they were just like... 
Uh, I'm not going to come to this class anymore. This guy's weird. He talks and talks and talks. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. Sometimes he just stares off in his space. <laughs> yeah. At the time, Isaac had also given up um, alchemy, as I was saying earlier, and he continues to devote his rest of his life to theology and Christianity, though. So he still does some sciencey stuff, but it, he really puts in a lot into Christ is not a, a god, only God is a god. And he says that publicly? No, this oh. is all kept secret. But we know from this point until he dies in 1727, for the next 20 something years. He just continues on working on stuff with theology and God. Do you think that he hoped that um, his big science brain disproved aspects of Christianity and he was hoping people would find his notes later? He'd be like, bam. Maybe. I, th- I, mean, I just don't. Why would you write it down? Because he did that with everything and didn't share it. That's I think true. he just wanted it for his own self and then he could go back and be like, oh, yeah, this is the thing I was working on. That's true. He also would like put something down and then wouldn't touch it for years and then come back and start working on it again. Like, his brain just, whatever was interesting to him, he'd work on. So he would, you know, get halfway through a thought yeah, uh, and write out all this shit and then would walk away for five years to go work on another crazy cool thing. Like, you come home and you're like, hmm, let's see, let me pull up a notebook from eight years ago. What was I thinking about oh, back then? Oh, I remember this. What are we, I can oh. figure this out. I can figure this out. Let me just start right from here. Okay, so let me see. It's like we were reading a Facebook post that you did, like, six years oh, ago. But those are always cringy. Oh, why did I, did I say that? I'm never right on here again. <laughs> Every time I look at my old Facebook post, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, and I almost delete the app. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't need to be contributing. The, this. the thing that keeps me alive is knowing that like some people have written some things that are even worse. Like, uh, this is kind of a weird thing to bring up randomly, but uh, what is that guy who wrote down that in, in all of his years of experience with having sex with women, they've never really been that enthusiastic, <laughs> and he was trying to make a point that raping your wife is not possible you can just have sex with your wife even if she doesn't want to and then he said that and you're like is that ben shapiro shit that's close it's some republican politician this was a few years back but maybe a year ago but it's hilarious because he deleted his twitter and i like to think that he also committed suicide right afterwards because that's what i would do after i said something as stupid as that you can't rape your wife which is by itself enough to just commit suicide sounds like that guy and then said that every woman you a woman you've ever been with basically hasn't enjoyed sex with you just, you just delete your Twitter and you kill yourself after that. That's what you do next. No, I did. I did see a meme recently. It was like, um, and it was a it was a dude being serious where he's like, I think the female orgasm is is a myth because I've never been able to do one. I've never seen one. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's just like, oh, dude, <laughs> self burned. Those are rare. And you don't even nice. know, you don't even know you did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to like go back and reread. Like, no. So that's us. But with Newton, when he goes back eight years and sees his shit he's like pick this back up he's like this is actually dope gravity okay yeah let's do that again so that's how it goes um i mean isaac dies at the age of 84 like i said in 1727 84 good good run 84 years old in the 16 into the 1700s um chap and i i put isaac definitely as everybody does as a true genius he literally wrote the foundation and even continued expanding on his own ideas of a new mathematical system that we now use as calculus that is constantly used today, pretty much in just about every field you can think of. He laid down the foundation of physics that allow us to shoot fucking rockets up into space. Goddamn right. And allow us to be able to study planetary orbits or really anything in space when it comes to gravitational information. It's insane. Not only did he discover gravity, that's already insane by itself, but he wrote out the formulas to be able to calculate gravity's effect that we can use today. Yeah. 
I, he, he literally found the universal power that governs the entire universe. That's so fucking cool and so fucking huge. Do you think this is the smartest person we've done so far? Probably. Yeah. Probably. It's hard to, yeah. I, th- it's it's hard, hard to calculate. Uh, it really is because how do you calculate intelligence? Um, there's way too many factors and variables. And my whole point being that I don't know how you calculate intelligence just like Einstein said, if you you know measure a fish's intelligence by the its ability to climb a tree, it's gonna look stupid. No, it's a stupid fish. <laughs> you, should, you should evolve. Is that what Einstein was saying? Fish are dumb. Yeah, it's like that was all. This, that's all. <laughs> so it was like you know you shouldn't eat fish. They're nice people. And he's like, yeah, but if you judge their intelligence by the ability to climb a tree, they're dumb as shit. I say eat them all day. And it's not just gravity, he right? It's a lot of shit. Past the stars. <gasps> when it came to his discoveries, because if he would have said. Here's gravity. That by itself would have been an insane thing. A rocket ship of sexual frustration. <laughs> the fact that he said, here's gravity, it applies to the entire universe, and here's how, and here's how you can calculate it, and here's a new math system to do so. And by the way, did you know that light has a whole bunch of cool components to it? Just there's by the way. Particles that are inside light that can be you know, split up, and you can change them into colors. That's all in... He, he just... Yeah. It's true. He's got how a many, high genius level. How many dudes... Um output is enough that other people could devote their lives to studying it yeah and i think it really i know what the fuck do i know but it sounds like him and him and einstein like that's probably the only two people who were able to shake the shit up so much that it changed and redefined everything and well, i think the moral of the story really is that uh you know if you want to be a genius and and discover something you you, know, you can't have sex seinfeld uh displayed that for us in a pretty good way <laughs> yeah um, George. Well, I've got a couple fun facts. Isaac never married, and it is widely believed with high certainty that Isaac died a virgin. We're pretty certain of that. There's well, just no hooker in nope, nope. evidence. And it seems like from what he wrote in his notes and from what other people said, the dude just, uh, he thought it would be sinful unless no he was married. secretly gay and had a, a, a male roommate. Not even that. It would be cool if, yeah, if he found love somewhere, but I don't think No, I'd be fine with it. I just mean there's just no indication of none. any... We, intimacy it, it's pretty highly believed he was virgin there was not a hundred percent certainty in that of course but it's pretty much what's widely believed by historians how do you never touch a woman's ankle or a, a beautiful man's ankle your whole life you you have to have a book in your hands the whole time and distract yourself from that you kind have of stuff to touch the stars instead yeah touch the ankles of god mm. <laughs> yeah and just rub them not jesus he's not a god though he doesn't count he's yeah. just some fucking poser um isaac did have a stutter when he spoke throughout pretty much i think all of his life so i'm not sure if this helped cause with any kind of issues with him being more reserved and maybe more introverted and not wanting to be around people but yeah he had a stutter so when he spoke uh or people didn't see him as smart Maybe so. Yeah. yeah, it's very possible. People hear those vocal disabilities, they think you're just an idiot. Like people who can't say their owls, you know, I can't say my owls. It's not their fault. No, of course they, not. They have the same thoughts, but they sound dumb as shit. <laughs> it's not their fault. <laughs> it's the same as the stutter. <laughs> so mean. Yeah, I mean, it's just the truth. <laughs> Isaac, this is one of my favorite stories. Isaac was a huge dog lover. Yes, he. Yeah, mother. Oh, he had a dog. That. He had a dog named Diamond. Yeah, he had a dog named Diamond. And one night, while Isaac was working with. Um, the company of his dog. They were both hanging out while he's working on some fancy papers. Diamond, Someone. Diamond, what do you think about this theory I have? Oh, what a good boy. <laughs> you have a good thoughts. Oh, uh, and he was known to be very nice to his dog. And of course. loved his dog. So, uh, yeah, one night someone knocked on his door. So Isaac 
left to go answer it, and the dog was left in the room, and he got super excited because, oh, there's someone here. Are you guys are friends? Oh, my God. And the dog accidentally knocked over a candle or hit a table that knocked over the candle, and it started a fire. Oh, no. Causing about uh, months and months of work to go up in flames. And Isaac, when he came back and after the fire was put out, all he could say about his dog because he loved his dog was, Oh, Diamond, Diamond, little do you know the mischief you have caused me. <laughs> didn't, you know, didn't get after him that much, didn't really scold him. But it was so bad that Isaac stopped working on the project that got burned up for at least a year until he started it back up again. And it's believed to be the uh, Principia Mathematica. Like his first book. <laughs> his, the one that was the three laws of motion. So Yeah, so that was the one that probably got burned up. And His then, fur baby burned his manuscript, and he was like, Ah, it's okay, buddy. He's like, oh, buddy, you don't even know how much work that was. All right. And then he didn't work on anything for a year and kind of got a little depressed because it was a lot of work. And then he's like, all right, let's do this again. So if he decided not to do it again, we wouldn't have any of that stuff and it would be due to a dog accident. It's not Diamond's fault. No, he was excited. Yeah, you should have put the candle out. But yeah, so that's uh, Isaac Newton. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, Sir Isaac Newton. That was a big one. And I had no uh, idea of any of that. Yeah, me either, until I do the research. It's fun. Um, weird. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of People Time. Uh, hit like, subscribe, check out some of our, our buddy podcasts that we mentioned earlier, like a uh, Velosa podcast or Knackers in the Breeze. We like to promote them a lot because they're, they're fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always like to promote like a small-scale podcast every opportunity we get. Uh, there's this really little podcast. I think they have a very small following called Radio Lab. Oh. On NPR. <laughs> All right. Wait, a couple of listeners. So <laughs> they've been around for like 15 years. Yeah. Check them out if you, you know, if you want to support, you know, like support a small podcast. <laughs> I love you. Actually do uh, tell people about us and maybe email us. People, podcast at gmail.com and then tell your hot cousins and I'll hook up with them, you know, like the way with their ankles. Hey, is your hot cousin into ankle stuff? Email me. <laughs> 